0: Uh, I'm putting it on the camera right now. Yeah. It is the Dow 3000 hot sauce. Details make perfection, and perfection is not a detail. That is a quote mm. from Leonardo da Vinci, and the, the ingredients are, are very interesting, including apocalypse scorpion, which I'm oh. going to
1: really enjoy Um wow. Maybe surviving hopefully <laughs> does the apocalypse scorpion come with like a atomic bomb on its tail?
0: mango ginger spices uh i i believe uh, you know the name of this individual eddie I but do. of course in the world we live in today we can't dox anyone because uh, we live in an insane asylum called yeah. america in 2022 uh you know We're who you doing. are uh, sir
1: thank you very much yeah thank you our hats off to you thanks for all of you who show love in the eva roku tv amazon fire apple tv don't forget podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, apping on rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. We soldier on with uh, more COVID uh, conversation. And uh, the reason why is because that's what, it, and it really is, the, the COVID conversation is a conversation about sickness, right? If you're having the conversation, you feel mentally ill already. I mean, I think it's fair to say that that's, you know, where we are uh, with things here in this this, this country, but specifically the state uh, just a couple of days ago. You saw or yesterday, you saw what the uh, mayor did in terms of uh, turning things down and deciding for himself that, uh, hey, we're going to go ahead and have mandatory vaccine by January 19th. I mean, people in the city of Albuquerque have already reached out and called me and talked about this. But, you know, if you're getting a COVID vaccine, it must be 100 percent bulletproof, right? Well, let's look at the European uh, countries. And, you know, he's on Clay and Buck all the time. Alex Berenson, good man. He's got a great sub stack, as do we, www.rockoftalk.com. And uh, Denmark has fewer than 6 million people, one-sixtieth as many as the United States. All of its adults are vaccinated, and here's what you get to know. Half have received the third booster doses, okay? A third, okay, or half have, excuse me. So the Pfizer mRNA vaccine is the uh, gold standard for all this, so we know that. Uh, So Denmark reported 28K COVID infections, which is equal to 1.7 million people in the United States. One day. Think about that for a second. So here we are, one sixtieth as many as the United States, and they are looking at about, I don't know, what what does that end up being? 1% of their entire population being COVID infected. So if you look at the UK, you look at Western Europe, 90% adult COVID vaccination levels. What's happening there? Right. Even after the booster storing, everybody's getting infected. The Omicron virus. OK, these vaccines have failed. Right. Well, it's actually a lot worse than that. Dal, let's get into it, because Iceland is uh, just the tip of the iceberg. No pun intended there for old Iceland. Yeah.
0: I mean, our friend uh, Alex Berenson, and this was uh, from a Post late last week. Uh, and this is an intriguing title to the piece. And we and we've explored this before, and it is counterintuitive. Uh, is the vaccine making things worse? Right. Uh, and Alex poses this question, has COVID vaccine efficacy turned negative? And he's looking at the data from all these countries that tend to be ahead of us. They they vax quicker, uh, they boost quicker, uh, their percentages are higher. Uh, we already know that vaccine protection against earlier variants of the SARS-CoV-2 fall sharply within months of the second dose as the vaccine generated antibodies fade. But the new data go a step further. And he's looking at data from, again, multiple countries showing that previously vaccinated people are actually more likely more. to contract right. omicron uh he looks at some data from ontario he looks at uh some uh, data from holland or uh, i guess you might call it the the netherlands um during the 2021 mass vaccination campaigns covid infections uh whether delta or the original strain fell close to zero in the four months after the second dose as the antibodies peaked that happy valley va- uh, happy vaccine valley no longer exists boosters begin to fall essentially immediately immediately against Omicron despite the massive and potentially dangerous increase in anti-spike protein antibodies they produce. Uh, Even at their absolute peak, uh, two doses of mRNA vaccines offer only 60% protection against Omicron. Within four months, protection has fallen almost to zero. A booster returns protection to 70%, but two months later, here we go again, it has fallen to about 50%. That's a decline to 50% protection from Omicron uh, within 10 weeks of a third dose. We have every reason to expect it, too, will plunge to zero within a few more weeks. And he asks uh, an interesting question. What then? A fourth dose? A fifth dose? A few weeks after that? How much mRNA do the public health authorities intend to cram into us? Uh, Very interesting question, isn't it?
1: So these are these uh, mass vaccination campaigns, and we need to understand that no matter what government is implementing them, they fail to stop the next wave, the next wave being Omicron. Now, when we're not just talking about just getting infected, but the actual hospitalizations, hospitalizations of vaccinated people with, not because of, with Omicron also rising very fast. Where are they getting it? Well, everywhere. Everywhere where people are caring about their health. Like this is that uh, final shot that's finally telling us that, yeah, I guess we are getting injected, With the virus at this point, the Danish government reported that only 24% of the people hospitalized with Omicron during late November, December, run vaccinated, while 76% were vaccinated. And an additional 18% who were boosted. My gosh, during that same period, unvaccinated people made up only 45% of those hospitalized with earlier events, yet more proof that vaccines do not work as well against Omicron as they did between previous variants. So there you are, if you're out there doing it, and this is a conversation you're all having every single day, no matter where you go, what you do, you guys are all having this argument in public spaces. And whether it's just, hey, I need to put on my mask, or hey, it's not going to do anything for me, you guys are having this argument silently uh, in some sort of action-oriented thing that you're doing, or uh, literally physically. Put on your mask! Haven't you got the backs? You're going to get fired. Like, this... Is proving to you that it simply uh, just doesn't work. There's no other way to, to to characterize this. So here, the new data reveals a significant number of New York's COVID hospitalizations are people, right? So we just said for the hospitalization, we touched upon this yesterday. Are people admitted for non-COVID nineteen conditions? Non-COVID nineteen conditions, they're admitted. Then they get the Omicron. Where's the Omicron? It's in the hospital. Oh, I'm not feeling good. Where am I going to go? I'm going to go to the hospital. Well, I was fine before I got here. Well, take it again. Take it a third time. Take it. A- See, you've got the corona. Chart released by Hochul's office showed that 57% of all people reported COVID hospitalizations in New York are people admitted for COVID-19 complications. So you're telling me now that 43% of all reported COVID hospitalizations are people who were not admitted for it, but now somehow got it. In New York City, the percentage reported COVID hospitalizations that were actually people admitted due to COVID Drops to 49%. Uh, This is an incredible, incredible statistic, but it tells you about where the spread rate is at or where the spread is actually happening and what's increasing the rate. The rate is you think you might have it. And here's the kicker. Remember, you have no symptoms. You are asymptomatic, but you think you might have it. You idiot go in to go get a test. Don't have it. Don't have it. Get another test. Hey, you have it. Where'd you get it? The hospital, folks the hospital that follow linear pretty logic (laughs) with the information. I think that it does.
0: It it doesn't. And it's also this, you know, when fear porn is the point and it's been the point for 22 months, it's convenient for these people. And I'm not trying to minimize people who are having physical problems for, for other reasons. You know, there's a lot of sickness. Our population is aging, but what they're doing is they're commingling. Uh, people who and this is the time of year where a lot of people get you know cold and flu, and and, and non and non people get heart attacks from shoveling snow in, in places like New York. Um, they're commingling. Real COVID cases, uh, hospitalizations with non. And what was very interesting in this report, WNBC, WNBC reported that despite New York's COVID hospitalization rate reaching a 20-month high, that number doesn't tell the whole story. This is actual journalism. The news outlet noted that in addition to the high percentage of COVID hospitalizations, uh, people being who uh, people who are admitted for reasons other than COVID, 37% of current state COVID hospitalizations are asymptomatic. So when you hear about the hospitals bursting at the seams, you've got to disaggregate all this because what they want you to believe is that every single person, you know, hospitals are falling apart because everybody's on a ventilator in the hospital and everyone's dying of COVID. You've got people there who don't have COVID at all. You have people there who have tested positive for COVID, but they're asymptomatic, which Begs the question to me, or suggests why are you in the hospital at all? Uh, and then, of course, you do have legitimate older, sicker people who are there for COVID-related reasons. Don't buy into this notion that it's all Rona. That's what they wanted you to believe. You know, they want you to believe that you have the Rona because you stubbed your toe. This has been the fear porn agenda for 22 right. months. And you know, here and there, Eddie, some actual journalists are sort of picking this apart now. I don't know why we had to wait 22 months. uh Some of us were on this on day one. You and I, Eddie, in the early weeks, were saying. Hey, you know, the epidemiologists are telling Don't us that it. there's a difference between with COVID and from COVID fatalities. Way long ago. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and it's funny now to hear, now to hear people uh who are defending the vaccination and the boosters, they're embracing that argument because they have people who are vaxxed and boosted, dying and being sick, and they say, Oh no, no, no it's a different you got you gotta make these distinctions. We wanted to make these distinctions from day one. Uh final point about the hospitalization. We reported on a study a couple weeks ago, or we we covered the reporting of this where not all hospitalizations are the same. Uh, there was an analysis done, I think it was late summer, early fall, where they were looking at, are you on oxygen in the hospital? Or are you there for oh, mild wow. symptoms? Okay. You right, know, right. We should have known this data from day one. We should know this is America. This is Silicon Valley. We should have all of this data on every patient dying from, dying with. Uh, we should be able to have sort of red, yellow, green status for your hospitalization. Are you in there with mild symptoms? Are you in there with moderate system symptoms? This is data. We don't really have. We kind of get it a little. You know, some states are better about reporting it. Some news outlets will, will will convey it to us. But again, they want to confuse you. They want to lump everything, you know, blur all distinctions and blame it all on coronavirus. Cower, hashtag cower at home. Some of us didn't buy it early on and we're not buying it 22 months later.
1: Yep, absolutely. All right. little lonely teardrops here to take us out. Back in 1959, Barry, Gorder, Barry Gordy had a hit as songwriter with lonely teardrops, launched the Tamla Record Company. With eight hundred dollars he borrowed from his family. A year later, he changed the label's name to Motown, as you know it. Records back after a quick break. Thanks for
2: listening.
1: That's what I think of when I think of Motown. The Marvelettes, Mr. Postman. Stuff. Back in 61, these were all uh, Barry Gordy. And, and I got to tell you, there's a great book. I can't remember. My dad was listening to an audio book. And uh, it was Diana Ross, Barry Gordy. And you heard about the the great love affair. And, you know, all the stuff that was starting there in uh, Motown. Detroit City. And uh, it's was uh, pretty good. Uh, there you go. Barry Gordy on this day. Back in 1959. How long ago was that? 69, 70, '89. <laughs> wow uh 62 years ago 63 years ago that's how old Motown is I remember
0: watching a Motown documentary one time and they said that the um they had a finishing school at Motown because these singers males and females they were you know tough kids from the street and they didn't have the kind of refinement that Barry Gordy's wanted for mainstream success so they had you know they had the women walk around with the books on their head like the finishing schools and all that and uh you know when you watch the guys the way they dance the way their their movements are choreographed, you know the the Choreographer, yeah, choreographer to Wednesday, Um, and you know the hand movements of the Temptations and the four tops. And Barry Gordy said, you know, if we uh, we we need to kind of clean these kids, some of these rough kids up. And interesting for people who say America has been, you know, irretrievably racist since day one. Motown supplied a wonderful product, and all of America ate it up, okay? Yeah, it did, yeah. So, uh, you know, that that, does, that doesn't count in your narrative, I guess, but some of us want to look at the whole picture.
1: Well, you got to remember the Jackson 5, where they came from. Like, you wouldn't have Michael Jackson, Huge. modern music, pop music, the way it is without uh, Motown and uh, 550, 5,500. Uh, okay, so let's continue with the propaganda escalation that's coming on, okay? So, um, and remember, these booster shots, just to kind of wrap everything, uh, they these booster shots are actually increasing. That means it's a negative vaccination rate. That means the more you vaccinate, the more you boost, the greater your chances for getting the Omicron. It doesn't really work out. So frequent COVID-19 booster shots will adversely affect immune system and may not be feasible on top of that. Repeat doses every four months could eventually weaken the immune system and tire out people. Isn't that the entire purpose of the vaccination? This is This is according to a brand new study. Countries should leave more time they're recommending between booster programs and tie them to the onset of the cold season in each hemisphere and not try to boost so frequently. If You we, you know what we've never done is we have never time graphed all of the booster shots like when they've come out. And I think that would be a great way to look at it visually mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. say like, uh, do you vaccinate against anything else in that way? And that would tell you about the malfeasance of every government that's implementing and mandating these booster shots including and we're listening to an 80 year old decrepit old man <laughs> who's sick fool, senile you know? and has no idea what he's talking and hateful about. hateful too and and, 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 and he fools
0: himself and
1: oh and he's using the media oh yeah and now yeah. the cdc director you know this woman you know the walensky uh you know thing uh, and she is and you know the thing now walensky no good okay that, uh, since assuming her role, Walensky has worked to improve her internal communications and cultivate a better messaging approach. Yeah, not lying. The woman is a consummate liar, pathological, dare I say. I don't even know that she even knows what's coming out of her mouth as she's reading it. So there's dissatisfaction among both the administration aides and public health experts in some of the ways that they, and specifically her, have communicated its decisions as the pandemic enters what it says is its new phase. And the latest messaging setback down uh, tell us about walensky
0: well it's interesting uh last month the cdc this is dr walensky remember believe the science as european regulators what eddie just said i think mean, we can't reinforce that enough european regulators reported by bloomberg so mainstream media reporting from European regulators who are more down for the vaccine than ever, saying you know, warning about all these jabs. Uh, the latest disaster: C- C- uh, CDC cut its recommended isolation period, and we we reported on that. We mentioned that uh, for those with COVID to five days, and recommended people who positive should continue to wear a mask, of course, in public for five additional days. Confusion ensued. Uh, that's kind of been the norm for coming mm-hmm. up on two years, uh, with some outside experts urging the CDC to add a recommendation for a rapid antigen test. Okay, behind the scenes. Other federal "quote-unquote" public health officials, you know, do they really deserve that terminology? Also questioned the decision not to include the antigen testing. Fauci, of course, and Vivek Murphy, Murphy, the um, Murphy, I'm sorry, the Surgeon General, publicly made clear uh, the clarifications were coming amid the public backlash. Uh, The uh, beloved beloved Dr. Walensky sought to reassure fellow senior federal health officials, telling Fauci and Murphy that the lack of a testing requirement. And the isolation guidance was not motivated by the nationwide testing shortage. Uh (laughs) Remember when Fauci was saying, don't uh, you don't need to wear a mask because of the, there was a shortage of masks. Can can you get it? Remember when people used to call NASA never a straight answer. I mean, maybe, maybe we uh, we should apply that to our our public health officials. So anyway, they're, you know, consulting and they're turning to media consultants because they're so disastrous at messaging. And, you know, this idea that there's dissent behind the scenes. Uh, We've been in a, well, it's gone back longer than that. But this notion—you can apply it to global warming. Know that there's no dissent in science. Science is about dissent. Science is science is about trial and error. Science is about experimentation. Science is about people challenging each other. Um, I'll drop a name that a lot of people, I'm sure in this audience, despise: Richard Dawkins, the, lead, right. the planets' leading atheist. Yep. He told a story one time about a. Lecture, bio- biology lecture, had nothing to do with religion. Years ago, where a young whippersnapper PhD got up and and expressed some opinion or some research he had done uh, about uh, I don't know some sort of evolutionary development, and there was a man in the audience who had been, spent a biologist who had spent his whole career basically focusing on this from one perspective and this kid up on the stage was basically tearing apart this guy's theory and when it was over the old man old scientist walked up to the young scientist and shook his hand and said thank you for challenging you know my perception on this what i've been working on for decades and that's real science it's a it's a it's a combative process we never had this from day one we could have had cnn uh even fox we could have had like we had in the old days, panel discussions, town halls every night with with well, Kerry Mullis wasn't around. That anymore, would open but
1: everything up to questioning. That would open everything up to give discourse. people the broadest
0: possible perspective. Let the hysterical people make their point, and then let, the, do the, great that, let the great Barrington let the great Barrington
1: people make
0: their point, and then if individuals can kind of come to their own conclusions about their life, we we could have gone another way.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm all about the ethics in America, as you know. That was uh, what you and I were were Brilliant. raised on. Uh, but but here's why the reason why is because it's all propaganda. And you know Joe Rogan, everyone's going to him. I try to listen to that. I gotta tell you, uh, it's just a lot of Q and A and Joe can ask a million questions. Somehow he just knows how to follow the discussion and concentrate and then just open it up and he has the most interesting guests, which makes it very li- listenable. Yeah, yeah. So CNN, as we know, the propaganda machine, the Clinton News Network or the Communist News uh, Network of yellow journalism accused the network of altering the Instagram video he posted last fall in which he announced he had become infected with COVID-19. Everyone's asking Joe Rogan. I don't know if you've seen the latest stuff, the latest stuff that's coming out from Joe, but everyone's asking him, hey, what'd you do? How'd you get over Just much like me, right? Talk about oregano oil, lung support, and OSHA. We talk about, you know, what you can do to get yourself on a good regimen to keep you going. During the video of CNN's broadcast, Rogan's video appears discolored. Yeah. Here we go. We've seen this before. He looks Rogan very Rogan himself sick. looks normal in the Instagram video. When you do it side by side, you see a discolored Rogan who appears more sick it, than in his own video. And there's a good side by side. And in the video, he says, turns out I got COVID. So I threw the kitchen sink at it. Monoclonal antibodies, Ivermectin z predicinone. Uh He posted two videos with a caption, yellow journalism and the hashtag fake news. So the video comparison has generated significant response with top comments garnering tens of thousands alike. Most of the comments bash CNN. CNN, <laughs> by the way, incidentally, is at its lowest point in its history. So the AP fact-checked it. The CNN edited the video to make Rogan look sickly. That is now official. AP actually said that the frame-by-frame analysis by the AP and a digital forensic expert found no evidence right. of alteration, but there is discoloration. So
0: yeah and folks google not google duck duck go this you see the picture of joe rogan he's basically gray he looks like he's ready for the casket in what cnn portrayed and then you can check the original where he has you know much more you know, normal coloration and uh who are you gonna believe
1: uh the ap's fact checkers or your own eyes I mean, yeah there's uh, no doubt about it and a lot of people love uh good old joe rogan back after a quick break uh, here in the kiva uh back and for uh more stuff when we return and uh We're going to talk about pandemic babies and what's happening with the shutdowns and how they're hitting developmental delays. Little Jackson 5, I want you back taking us out. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Kiva.
3: But I'm going wanna pick it from the bunch when glance was on it. Now it's a musty leg for me to shake a, a sailor. Oh,
1: baby.
2: For so long, it's
1: not true. Are we singing about the coronavirus? Are we singing about the uh, two-year hiatus uh, here? What, what are we talking about here? Led Zeppelin back in 69, dude. Self-titled album uh, with the classics Dazed and Confused. Also had uh, Communication Breakdown. Love that. And I Can't Quit You, Baby it was released in America on this day. Good day for 59. You got Motown. 69, you've got something brand new and. uh Led the zeppelin. By the way, about people asking for an update uh, out there, uh, five fifty, fifty five hundred. If you want to go ahead and uh, text in, uh, yes, I'm down thirty two point nine lbs. Very LBS. Very there we nice. go. You want my secret? Well, you have to you have to text me directly. Hopefully, I'm inspiring you. May you want to keep track with me all the way. Look at Lucia and, and I officially, ladies and gentlemen, I officially quit the Republican Party today. That's right. Yeah, I doubt it's over. Is it April
2: 1st? It's over. It's
1: (laughs) over. I'm just done. I'm just like, go have your little shenanigans, go do your thing. I mean, I'm just like as many good things as I've done and, 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 oh, Eddie. no, I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm totally good. Oh, and just, I'm done dealing with loud mouths or people directing. Like I'm going to, you know, I've started off 2022. Good. Started off the end of 21. Good. So, you know, why not just roll this into positivity? If it's negative, I don't want it in my life, mm-hmm. okay? And I don't want directives or feeling like I'm not good enough. Like, I'm done with all of that crap. Let's just uh, go ahead and uh, leave it uh, right there. 550 500 if you want to text. And let's continue with this because we got to talk about our children. Uh, they uh, have an increase. In fact, the front page of the Albuquerque Journal, I'll grab it uh, as you comment out, and mm-hmm. I'll show it and I'll put it up on cam- camera that way everybody can see it. Front page is, hey, we're going back to shutdown. We told you all this stuff. Distance this learning. There you go. I got to make sure that you guys all know. Well, here's what's happening to the baby. This is horrific. Oh, pretty little babies. But We love our baby. We talked about a baby down in, in Hobbs. We talked about the death penalty. What reasons why do we reinstate it? So here's what we know. Babies burned during the first year of the pandemic are displaying less social and motor skills than other children born prior to the health crisis. Tell us something we don't know. Concerningly, researchers from Columbia University, Irving Medical Center, say they're noticing this in young children, regardless of whether their mothers had COVID-19 or not. So at six months of age, the infants scored lower on social and motor development tests than in comparison to babies born before the start of the global pandemic in March 2020. The study authors also suspect maternal stress due to lockdowns. Hey, keep a woman at home. Look what happened. She's crazy. I don't agree with that, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, things where people are having to constantly think and, and being fearful forces them to adapt and move into different directions. So they're worrying over work, health issues, yep. and this is really affecting the baby down line. And here's the official quote from the lead investigator, Danny Dumitrio, in the university release. Okay? And, and folks, this is this is just easy stuff, right? These are, you know, studies that people need to find and uh, talking about pandemic babies having these developmental delays, and we'll get to, to the results in a second. Here's the quote. Infants born in mothers who have viral infections during pregnancy have a higher risk of neurodevelopmental deficits. So we thought we would find some changes in the neurodevelopmental uh, babies whose mothers had COVID during pregnancy. Okay. Well, here's the results. They show no differences in the score between infants whose mother had COVID and those with healthy mothers throughout their pregnancy. Thus, It didn't matter whether or not you had COVID. It mattered that you stayed home. That's
0: the issue. And worried and panicked and believed the fear porn.
1: The average scores in social and gross and the motor skills among pandemic era babies were lower than 62 pre-pandemic infants, ladies and gentlemen. So here you go. What do these crazed, deranged women do, Doud? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, this one's This delicious. is this is a this is a good one. They they move from here. They're going crazy. The 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 oh the corona. I'm going to get it. If I get it, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And here's what a mother did uh, out in Texas. She went totally ape. You know what? Back at uh, Cypress Falls High School, Doud lay it on us.
0: 13-year-old son. This mother put her 13-year-old son where? In the trunk of her car while she was in line to get a COVID-19 test. Uh, happily, a warrant has been issued for her name is a Sarah Beam. She's a 42-year-old you guessed it, teacher, the best of us, right? The, the heroes that are our, our government monopoly uh, unionized uh, school teachers at Cypress Falls High School in the uh, greater Houston area. So she took the 13-year-old to a drive-through COVID-19 testing site at uh, Pridgeon Stadium on January 3rd. So this is well, a week ago, uh, according to court documents. Uh, an employee who was gathering information from people in line said that the woman, Ms. Beam, told the, uh, said that the boy was in the trunk because she didn't want to be... Uh, exposed to him to be exposed to the virus being said her child was in the trunk because they had previously tested positive for COVID-19 and as a result wanted to prevent herself from getting exposed to possible COVID while driving the child to the stadium for additional testing uh the testing site employee purportedly informed this uh, sad person that she would not be receiving a test unless she removed her son from the trunk uh and uh, the son was put in the back seat of the vehicle according to the surveillance footage uh the employee then alerted the school district police of the situation mm. and then law enforcement got involved and i love this report uh the child was not uh was reportedly not harmed um oh we've been hurting our children in all sorts of ways
1: just throw the kid in the yeah you don't think this is trauma
0: and again a 13 year old is not the same as a three-year-old but i mean this is the absolute madness uh of this and eddie it's funny you know that the 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 study this was out of columbia you you mentioned about about the uh children who were incubated and born during the rona that is just it's just so fascinating this was the the comment by one of the researchers themselves, the results suggest that the huge amount of stress felt by pregnant mothers during those un- these unprecedented times may have played a role. Uh, I think, you know, that may is a qualifier. I mean, come on. I mean, I think it's it's kind of obvious. We've been talking from day one and the example I always use is the guy whose business goes under because of he's not his business right. isn't essential and so he starts drinking in 2020 or 2021 right. he ends up killing himself in 2025 that's simple. a that's a lockdown death it won't be counted as one exactly. Here, now we're on the other side now we're looking and i hadn't thought about this for the past 22 months the fact that the stress on the womb i mean they've done this study of you know depressed moms and drinking moms and smoking moms and moms who were sick with viral i mean the impact on children you're coming into this world As a victim, and and I'm you know, I'm not into the victimization culture, but these young babies are coming into the world a victim of fear porn nation or fear porn planet. Uh, how much evidence do we have to marshal against the madness that the world has become before otherwise intelligent people wake up to this? Uh, Well,
1: it's uh, these are supposedly intelligent people, they're bringing children into the world, and the problem is, is the intelligence is being duped by somebody who's uh, supposedly. The highest paid is the highest paid and somehow more intelligent. Okay. And not only is he interfering with people's lives and mental health, but he may have actually also interfered with the election, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Dr. Fauci, dear Fauci, Tony Fauci, Angela, who's the boss? Tony Fauci's the boss. Let me give you this real quick. Okay. That way you can know what we're talking about. Look at the front page of the paper for those of you on Rock of Talk. TV, There it is. This is the fear porn, okay? This is all you got, okay? Some schools go back to online as virus surges. This one from Dan Boyd. More than 10 school districts around New Mexico, including the school system in the capital city, have announced plans in recent days to return to remote learning amid a surge with all the numbers up front. And then Albuquerque announces new vaccine rules for city employees. All current workers must be vaccinated or show weekly tests by the 19th. And requirement will be complete by the seven. So now you know where you're going, and the fear porn continues. So Fauci, the uh, prime peddler and leader of the uh, fear porn across this country, you might want to call him the uh, Hugh Hefner, uh, if you will, of uh, of a of, uh, of fear porn uh, that's out there. Is that is that fair? Is that is that too low? I think that's uh, that's that's certainly fair. Uh, smut see. peddler, smut, <laughs> as they used to say. Yeah, that would be, the the smut smut guy is the Larry, what's the other guy? Oh, Flint, yes. Larry Flint, right? The people versus Larry Flint. So Dr. Fauci, according to this report, disregarded its best practice around the Hatch Act and enabled his official position to be used to make political points. That's how he interfered with the election, right? Who is quoting him? Well, of course, Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. The Office of Special Counsel exonerated the Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases Director Fauci earlier this month in a close call quote-unquote, close call. Now, let's not forget the special counsel run by Democrats, infectious diseases run by Democrats, and they had an article that came out and said, a whole lot of hurt, Fauci warns of COVID-19 surge, offers blunt assessment of Trump's response. Just by using the word Trump, he inserted himself into election. So if you were going with Fauci, Fauci told the Post, you could not possibly be positioned more poorly to confront the pandemic and emphasize United States needed abrupt change. So there you go. Vouchy mm. steering. So what's the hatch act now? Do you talk about it a lot? And yeah, uh, yeah. especially during elections?
0: Yeah. It's a federal statute that basically says you can't use your position as a federal employee. You can, you know, if you want to, as a private citizen, donate money to a candidate, that's one thing, but you can't, uh, in an official capacity, uh, endorse a politician or of course in endorsement, you can, per- you could perceive that different way, but when different ways, but when you're giving in an, an interview to one of the most prominent mainstream media sources in the country right before the election, maybe your judgment should have said, uh, yeah, this is inappropriate, especially so close to the election. Of course, that's not what, uh, Fauci did. Uh, he kind of indirectly bashed, uh, the, the, the incumbent, Mr. Trump, and uh, then talked about the candidate, Joe Biden. So, yep. um, the big, bureau- the big federal bureaucracies have offices of inspector general. I believe in New Mexico, we have exactly one office of inspector general for the uh, Medicaid bureaucracy, the uh, Department of Human Services. We could use some inspector generals and some of the other bureaucracies as well. And so they looked into this and they basically said, you know, he walked up to the line without without violating the law. But boy, it was a photo finish with, with Tony Fauci. And God, the more we find out about this guy, the emails that are emerging and, uh, you know, Rand Paul's been on the guy's case for the longest time. Boy, would you just like to see him? Oliver North was charged with lying to right. Congress, okay? 86. You can you can be prosecuted for lying to Congress. I would just the day that he's brought out of his uh, office probably with the with the cuffs away. on,
1: he's going to pass away uh, from natural causes, yeah. uh, you know, at the very least. Well, He's hey,
0: vaccinated, so we know the Ronas not It's a
1: communication any. breakdown, mm-hmm. folks. It is. It is a communication <laughs> breakdown. 69 Led Zeppelin first album and uh, that's the name of this track as we uh, go out. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Happy birthday to Tony Andrews, blithering idiot Sheila Jackson Lee (laughs) out of Texas, actress Kirstie Alley, right? Look who's talking. Uh, He hasn't talked in a while, but is a Trump supporter. And journalist Christiane Amanpour, uh, head communist and uh, big Soros supporter. Uh, Also actor Oliver Platt 62, And happy birthday to Amazon's Jeff Bezos, Albuquerque's own, born 58 years ago today, back in 64. (laughs) Will you still need me when you still feed me? And uh, Amazon is uh, certainly trying to do that. Back after a quick break. Thanks for listening. Little bluesy and boozy! Led Zeppelin. Another great track off their original. You, Robert Plant.
2: I guess I got to put you down.
1: John Bonham? Huh? How about that? Little John Bonham on the jazzy
2: drums? Wow. Made me mistreat my only child.
1: And you know uh, that's uh, that's gotta be—is that Jimmy Page doing or is yes. it? Yeah, that's Jimmy Page because he was a guitar, and uh, Paul Jones was uh, running bass yeah, on that. Paul so Jones, yeah. I, I don't know that there's anybody better than uh, pa- Page. Apparently, moved into Satan's Mansion in oh. London. I'm not sure. Alister Crowley? You might. Alister Crowley <laughs> might want to pull uh, pull that up. Uh, I'm not sure exactly uh, what he did there, but that that's a great song. Awesome. I don't know that I've ever not one of the more popular deeper cut there on the uh, well, i Led don't know
0: zeppelin. how the, the brits for some reason the brits f- some of the brits fused with that delta blues right uh sold your soul at the crossroads and you know these are very different cultures but when zeppelin united with that stuff oh
1: boy good music i mean just look at the range on the sh- on, on that i mean you got you got rage and metal and then you got deep blues i mean they went all over the place 550 50 500. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Florida for a second. Okay, because Florida, <laughs> hey, I, love Ron in Florida. DeSantis. I, I do. I mean, everybody knows I'm in his corner. I guess the Q types, did you know the Q types are still thinking that uh, John F. Kennedy's coming back? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. They're, uh, and John, John? Massachusetts, uh, the Senate, the lion of the Senate. <laughs> you know, I, are, are these the people that are truly, you know, really? So, anyway, I'm for Ron DeSantis. The rest of you guys can talk. Uh, all about your Q nonsense. And and I'm all, I'm okay with that. All right. So Florida cases and hospitalizations are surging, but the lowest death rate in the nation. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. And and then you can fill in the blanks yourself. All right. So COVID cases skyrocketing COVID cases in the U S record number, million, 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 million every single day. Right. And then you get the death rate in Florida going down despite the infection rate going up. So, Florida had the worst or second worst outbreak in the country for Delta, according to a Yale physician, Howard Foreman. Because of that, there were a lot of people in Florida with infection-acquired immunity. Yeah. The vaccine-acquired immunity against the Deltas. By the time the Omicron wave came, Florida had almost no Delta. I like to say that no change. More places like New York were just beginning a Delta wave. So, what <laughs> is fueling this unbelievable low death rate. Well, I'll tell you a couple of things. It's the way that they address it, okay? And the way that they think of it, those are the two things, right? So when we talk about the the, the real impact of how they prevent these types of things, 0.09 deaths a day per 100,000, that is the lowest seven-day average in the country, yep. Okay, despite the highest number of infections according to the Delta. Then you pop that on, Wyoming had the highest rate of all states with 1.14 deaths and all that. It's about the medication that you are prescribing, okay? And also, it's about managing the hospitals. When you create that fear that goes in and people are like, okay, I need to go to the hospital, what's happening? More and more spread, more and more infection, more panic during the pandemic seems to be able to to kind of uh, create more of a problem. So, you know, there's a New York Post article about, Sort of the way that they're thinking about COVID-19. And Florida is able to forget the national COVID emergency. Why? <laughs> Leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this is a great piece. Uh, I wish that I had joined Mr. Smith in his trip to Florida. Uh, he's the critic at large at National Review, writes for for New York Post, living in New York. He went down to Florida and experienced um freedom <laughs> uh, he, he outlines well I mean the Great bearing de- declaration uh, the the this should have been the approach since day one if you're vaccinated uh, well, I don't know if I agree with that the covid 19 emergency is over for you if you're not the risk is yours uh, just some examples of how Florida has defied uh, New Mexico's nonsense and California's nonsense and New York's nonsense uh, school children in Florida have been back in school and unmasked since August 2020. Not August 2021, August 2020. Uh, life is normal for them, except for the amusement value of seeing panicky teachers in masks. Uh, New York's children, like those in many areas where the Democratic Party and its affiliated teacher unions rule, are essentially being used as human shields by educrats uh, committing mass state-sanctioned child abuse uh, until they get good and tired of it. Kids are suffering so badly here that even New York Times... The New York Times is starting gently to suggest that maybe we should take our hands off our children's throats. Uh, I wouldn't really bet on that. Uh, unemployment. Let's look at the unemployment metric. And Florida, uh, of course, it has a tourist economy uh, like New Mexico. Big spike. Big uh, like a lot of states, went to 14.2%, the worst of the worst in May 2020, fell to half that by September. Now it's at 4.5%. That's about the national number. Uh, New York went up to actually 16.6% in April 2020, but it remains the third worst in the nation at 6.6 percent not lagging all that far behind of course is uh <clears throat> that would be um new mexico oh, uh and i'm very very glad to uh, see mention of the great Barrington declaration in this piece because we've been talking about this forever uh florida has embraced more or less uh since the summer of 2020 the great Barrington declaration this was this was uh team b you know we had team a uh burke's Fauci, Walensky, all these lunatics, uh, lockdown crazy. We had Team B, a bunch of epidemiologists from places like Harvard, Oxford, Stanford, ah, but, uh, you know, m- not real academics, people from Stanford, Harvard, Oxford. Uh, they gathered in the Great Parrington, Massachusetts, up in the Berkshires, not far from where I grew up. And they outlined uh, how we should approach this. They called it focus protection. They said we lock down only the people who are most at risk. We focus on treating the people who are sick and the people who are most at risk. And you let the rest of us live our lives. Florida is basically doing that. And they're doing quite well in the sunshine.
1: State. They are. Let's hit the top of the hour news. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I can't quit you, baby. Hour one, back in hour two, would be a return. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon. The Rock uh, a.m. of Time at on The Rock of Talk on AM fifty five hundred K k dot rockoftalk.com, Rock of Talk 550, just beautiful Friday after. Excuse me, Wednesday afternoon. I'm not. Thank God it's Friday. Look at me, Dowd. I'm. I'm like God, just changing. Uh, you know what's happening uh, with regard to, I guess, the days of the week. But hey, I, I guess a lot of uh, people out there sort of feel that nowadays, Dowd, that they feel like they can control everything. Hey, that's that's what technology working. does. You know, it's a, it's a false sense of security. Uh, don't forget, you can't control us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, but you can watch us there. You can control us where you can podcast us on Stitcher, Sound, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Don't forget to app us directly at uh, rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Uh, hour two coming right at you uh, right here from the Kiva. You know, we got uh, a good hour with, at the bottom of the hour, Murder Mike. We'll get a quick update on what's happening uh, with Murder Mike around the uh, city of Albuquerque. Uh, by the way, back in 1866, the Royal Aeronautical Society, D.D. Musca was formed in London. Uh, I bet you they didn't forecast a Richard Branson, uh, did they? <laughs> no. Also, uh, happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday, even though he's no longer with us. Rush Limbaugh. Uh, yeah, Rush Limbaugh, the old time great, would have been 71. I, I had to today. put that into Daily Blast
0: today yeah. just because of the... The role rush limbaugh has played in our country for yeah. 30 years and we, we wouldn't even we, be be here we libertarians
1: miss, miss rush limbaugh we like would it. not be here without him oh no uh, you and i he uh, built both. an industry yeah he did and he built the uh, am side of the dial we'll continue lots of your uh texts uh coming in we'll, we'll we'll get to those uh maybe a little bit uh later let's let's talk a little bit about you know since we mentioned ron desantis and you know we mentioned you know how he might be the front runner. And we've had, a, you know, the hate eight group. Remember at the beginning, you had the Washington, uh, New York, Illinois, California, like all the the big, big, big guys who got it all wrong, right? Running the big blue states, like 73% of the infections were in those hate eight states, you know, in the, in the Democrat run states, okay? So Jay Inslee, not a good man. No. first place that the coronavirus hit was washington state he put things down on lockdown and then of course we have these new things that are coming out people are talking about it on social media where they're going to be forcing people into camps yes folks australia yeah and here's what gets introduced this is what we should be having here but uh we'll not get introduced because well you're 65 percent in the senate 60 uh democrat 61 percent in the house democrat okay they introduced something called HB 1772, requiring legislative involvement in any long-lasting state of emergency defined as more than 60 days. Now, believe it or not, folks, we actually have this on the books. Go look. This is on the books. We actually have it. It's not enforced, and worse, during an emergency youth authorization, which we are one of three states. I know one was Hawaii. What's the other one, Dowd? Oh. Maybe Washington. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. They have decided never to lift it so the governor during that time can do anything she wants with those emergency powers. Now, legislature is allowed to pass concurrent resolution declaring the termination of state of emergency. Do we have that in the state of New Mexico? No, we do not have that. No, no, the legislature can't get together and say, well, we know better than one governor, right?
0: Remember no. that whole notion of the co-equal branches of government? Not not so co-equal in New Mexico. That's right.
1: So during a state of emergency, the governor of the legislature may call a special session consistent with the state constitution's guidance. We can do that here. In Washington, they're asking that to take place. If the legislature is not in session, the state of emergency may also be terminated in writing by unanimous agreement of all four leaders in the House and Senate. Why did they not meet in the state of New Mexico? Anybody remember? They were meeting by Zoom and convening. It had to be in person and they would not get it done because uh, 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 we're all sick. I don't want to get the corona. So, in Washington, the majority leader of the Senate's largest caucus, minority leader of the state's second largest caucus, speaker of the House, minority leader of the House second largest caucus. The, the state of emergency, unless extended by the legislature by concurrent resolution, is terminated within 60 days of being signed by the governor. Even the very blue Washington state wants to get rid of all this. Okay. An overreach of power. Why can't we make this kind of thing happen here. I'll tell you why. It's uh, pretty simple. Because things that are conveyed as options are really just more handcuffs. The latest of these happening at your local Albuquerque public school system, right? Why not demonize absolutely everybody right now? Just uh, go ahead and just uh, what? You did not take the vaccine? We will make sure you are embarrassed by having multiple tests because you can't stay here. You don't belong here. I mean, are we going to be calling anybody truant or tardy anymore at this point? I mean, when you're scaring people out of school just because, let me tell you, the one group that's not going to take it are the people who skip school anyway. That's true. (laughs) They're the rebels anyway. (laughs) So the APS student, Christine Maurer, family and community support executive director, said it seems to have a very positive effect about the test to stay implementation in terms of keeping kids and staff in school that was identified as close contacts in the school setting. Now, let me say something here. And this is as an aside of something that happened to Legacy Church and their basketball team. I think I conveyed this maybe to somebody. I think, Daud, maybe I told you. I don't know. Legacy basketball has now been suspended from the NMSA League, parochial league, because there was two parents who decided not to wear their masks over at St. Therese. So they are on indefinite delay, minimum 10 days. Yes, folks, that is happening right here. Sounds like it was an option. You get to go ahead and have your mask. Well, punish the kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right here, test the state. Punish the kids. Right. Well, we're we gonna limit the. Uh, we want to go ahead and, and limit the governor's emergency si- uh, powers. Why? Because of this very action. This is the kind of thing that sounds okay, but it's actually tyrannical. Premier Medical Group is contracted by the New Mexico Department of Health. They provide testing for everyone. They're they're making a mint. Follow the money. KOAT asked APS, how many staff and students have opted in? How many have actually participated? We don't have that information. And those that didn't, well, we're going to suspend them. According to the APS, the test of stay products can change depending on the new guidelines from, (laughs) you guessed it, Michelle Lujan Grisham and Dr. Disgrace. Uh,
0: Just following the science as always.
1: That's it. So there we are. What's happening up in uh, Santa Fe? Well, back to the Albuquerque Journal once again, front page of the Albuquerque Journal for those of you watching on a rock above the fold, above
0: the fold, uh,
1: not just above the fold, but we also had the city of Albuquerque also, uh, D Musca above the fold. So there it is. Some schools go back to online as virus surgeons. <laughs> you can't so, be stupid, can you? Yeah, you know what? This is, this is why people are supposedly leaving Santa Fe. They're just, ah, oh, we're done and, and you're done. Okay. So starting January 18th, next Tuesday, after Martin Luther King, Basically, you're let out Friday. and It's a pretty good chance you're not going to return until after spring break. Yeah. They're seeing a significant Maybe spike down in COVID cases. Don's Bay public school superintendent, Larry Chavez, Hilario said student, and staff, health and safety are our greatest priorities. Yeah. Cause it certainly is an education. Have you seen the scores? Whatever happened to the fact that they wanted them because they have to be in that environment, which is why we're making sure that all these things are in place. Why are we sending them home? If, 80% of the students, 90% of the students and 0% of the death rate is coming from kids under the age of 18.
0: Less likely to get it, less likely to transmit it, more likely to be asymptomatic and these are the people who work with th- this this cohort of people and the teacher unions are bitching more than any other industry.
1: Hey, uh, hey eh. if, if folks I just want to let you know, you know, I don't want to talk about covid any more than you do, but given the, you know, big big news that's being made by Santa Fe Public Schools or Albany Public Schools or anything that he's doing, I think we have to talk about it. Yeah, I know yeah. you don't want to talk about COVID every day and neither do I, but this is interesting. More government, these are all the things that that are happening. Chavez said, many staff members, teachers, bus drivers, custodial staff, and nutrition workers are quarantining so the district cannot currently ensure safe, Hashtag operation, coward home. safe operation at schools. All right. All um, right. So, Maybe things are getting better at the universities in New Mexico. What do you think? (laughs) What do we have? Umpteen University? No, New Mexico State University requiring COVID-19 boosters for all employees, staff or student employee needs. uh, They've got to have a higher heart attack rate uh, at New Mexico State University from year to year. Those who have worked at New Mexico State University, uh, there's no way to quantify that because that's not information that they would ever actually leave. All right. What about, I don't know, the state universities are doing maybe the community colleges are a little bit better, you know. <laughs> oh, no, no, a little no, bit no. more entrepreneurial. I've never even heard of this place. That's how, that's how effective and well-known if someone walked in t- uh, to me and said, oh, I'd like a job. And uh, where'd you go? Well, I went to Mesa lands community college. What is that? Can you tell me where, like, what is Mesa lands? Is it, that doesn't even sound nice. It sounds uh, like a dry, you know, desert place where people apparently go, well, According to the latest release, they have an emergency presidential order, and the semester will be postponed. At least, what, until January 31st? Okay. An extra week will be added to the end of the semester, but a traditional spring break will still happen. Oh, don't want to miss out on that spring break! (laughs) What college is really for? Yeah, we got an extra winter break, and we still got spring break. Finals week is also scheduled May 9th through 12th with a 13th of May commencement. The Board of Trustees will defi- decide mm. on the final contents Following of Following the its, science. Yeah, January 18th. <laughs> the annual Stampede Day will be held January 13th. Yes, that's right, folks. And continue planned first day of classes. The annual Stampede Day, they're going to have that. The old stampede, in spite of everything else being shut down, Dad, that's what they're going to do. They're going to have the Stampede Day. You <sighs> y- cannot make this stuff up. No, no. And you
0: think... Uh, carry, you know, rule New Mexico more, more sanity and rule New Mexico, but I guess not in this case.
1: All right, let's uh let's wrap this up. I'm tired of talking about COVID. Uh, <laughs> should New Mexicans be supplied with at home COVID tests by the state? Well, according to Steinborn, a Democrat of Las Cruces, to protect what will ultimately be hundreds of lives, keeping our hospitals from being pushed over the edge during the upcoming legislative session, Steinborn's hoping to set aside 50 million. For his favorite companies who are lobbying him, so that he can go ahead and test. It. Oh, this is your chance to do your voice, <laughs> right?
0: Right. There is no direct quote from Steinborn. I'd love to do my my voice with Steinborn because he is a soy boy, absolutely.
1: Do, yeah. do you know? Do you know that? Do you know uh, a little little about Steinborn? Um, Real yeah. estate empire downtown.
0: Uh, I do know about that, and I also know that he has uh, been very active in the uh, film and television subsidization oh, world course.
1: down in Cruces, yeah. Mm, seeing, while also serving I'm in the, the legislature, me. which is.
0: I don't know, kind of a conflict I was of interest,
1: an extra. But, no. I was an extra. I was an extra. <laughs> I'm out there. You
0: know? Can you imagine 50 million from the general funds to give us free COVID tests? There you go. I'll, I'll pass.
1: Yeah. Just test everything. We're also going to test fentanyl. But you know what? We're not going to test our students. They're failing at an a, abysmal rate right now. Back after a quick break, back and forth. Thanks for listening. Or when we return.
2: Oh, the properties of love. my music in the sun. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a... Well, I'm running down the road trying to loosen my load i got seven women on my mind Four that want on me, two that want to stone me once And she's a friend of mine Take it easy, take it easy Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy Lighten up while you still can don't even try to understand Just find a place to make
3: your
1: stand you take it easy uh, one of the old-time greats the Eagles take it easy uh, Wow one of the one of my favorite songs uh, uh, to be honest I, I love the opening love everything about that song I love the Eagles uh, but Glenn Fry died but back in 2013 I want to say and of course you have uh, you know Don Henley you know who else was a part of that joe i'm trying to think of the guy's name but anyway the eagles uh, one of the oh, they, uh, joe walsh they brought in joe eventually. walsh there it is uh, joe walsh that, that, that's who i was looking for one of the great guitarists he had his uh great um by the way the joker number one this day back in 1974 before i was born i didn't realize <laughs> that i thought i was post are you pre or post joker the Joker from... Are you pre uh, or post
0: The Pompatous of Love? Pompous, that's really... That's, that's, I like that. What is, what is The Pompatous of we're Love? We're still asking. Are we still... It, it, who, what is The
1: Pompatous? 48 years later, we uh, still... The love. of Love. It's actually a film. Did you know that? The oh, they made a film out of it. Yeah, back in 1996. The film is uh, The Pompatous of Love. American comedy film tells the story of four guys discussing women and meaning of the word okay. Um, Let's see what it uh, ended up with. Uh, I guess, uh, let's see, John Cryer. There you go. That's why I never saw it. <laughs> men, 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 <laughs> men, 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 men. Say, who else? Nobody else I know. Oh, Kirsten Scott Thomas uh, was in oh, it. So she was English probably patient. the, yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes reports that 17% of the six critics gave the film positive. I guess it sucked. But apparently at the World Fest in Charleston, it got the best comedy and the gold award. I much? how much they paid for that. Uh, World Fest in Houston. And the silver at the Festival Internationale de Cinema in Portugal. Uh, do we, Albuquerque's got to have a cin- cinema fest. Uh-huh. Um, but there you go. The Pompatists of Love. Roger Ebert of the Sun-Times rated it two out of four and says this is an over-directed, okay. over-edited film. And love with the technique of shortcuts in which characters finish each other's sentences. Oh, maybe there's just uh, one of those... Ocean's Eleven type movies where everybody just goes out and spends a bunch of money and, uh, hey, they get a film that is uh, furnished, film funds furnished by uh, a certain economic development agency in your favorite state and very likely the state of New Mexico. All right, let's uh, get to uh, more of this. Now, that are we through the RONA? Murder Mike here coming uh, shortly. Let's do a couple of quick news briefs and, uh, you know, kind of cruise on in through New Mexico politics and uh, check in on a few uh, stories. New Mexico lawmakers looking at any more school nurses across the state. How? Yeah, we're going to throw money, and I'll bet you the nurses are going to come flock it. The nurses are traveling. They're out. The bill is going to include an additional $2 million for private health group partnerships, uh, public education department. This is nothing more than a PR ploy, just mm-hmm, telling you that, mm-hmm. hey, look what they're doing. Big focus on educating the newly proposed New Mexico state budget. Here we are. Nora Meyer-Sackett says, New Mexico wants years with adequate investments in education. That's why we're shutting down Santa Fe public schools and shutting down... The uh, schools in general, 8.4 billion education accounts for more than half of it at 4.8 billion and most of it staying at home. In addition to $200 million for raises that the governor uh, is going to go ahead and buy those votes with. uh, Can that be an ethics complaint? The governor's plan also includes $195 million to expand pre-K, $86 million to make tuition-free college available like we need more people at shut down colleges, $11 million for early literacy, and $10 million to help teachers Pay for their own school. Wow, there's uh, there's, good, uh, there it goes. The Mexico governor on the uh, week's eve of jumping back into the session proposes a big focus on retaining and recruiting police officers. Crime, crime all the time. Uh, 100 million. So 480, let's see, 4.8 billion for education and only 100 million for a new fund to recruit, hire, and retain new and law enforcement uh, and staff from around the state. Uh, big stuff. She's also proposing $15 million in pay raises for state police officers, which is nearly a 20% increase. So that is nice, but is it going to bring more police officers? Well, inflation's what? At a four-decade high as of today? It's just this morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, Governor Secretary of State announced plan to protect the right to vote. Oh, just hearing right on Let's Go Brandon and uh, Joe Biden, right? Uh, Secretary of State Toulouse Oliver uh, announced the proposal that will protect and expand New Mexico voting rights amid an anti-democratic sentiment. This, of course, brought by the governor's uh, press release officially. So I guess we're all anti-democratic if we don't go with everything that they want. That includes the implementation restricted of restrictive and discriminatory ballot access policies in other states, as well as partisan refusal to fortify voting rights at the federal level. But you want to let every illegal vote. The proposed legislation will significantly expand ballot access and support voter rights in New Mexico. Protecting voting rights is essential to upholding our democracy and ensuring New Mexicans Uh, The governor says that she's literally buying votes and gaslighting you for the 2022 election down. Uh, Yeah, this is amazing.
0: I'm just going to very quickly tick off a couple of these provisions. This is basically H.R. 1... at the state level, you know, we've talked about what they're trying to do in Washington with the federalization of elections and just, you know, crack that whole system open to invite all sorts of abuses, which, you know, we, the existing system has plenty of flaws. Uh, so, what they want to do, I'm, I'm, I, we, I could spend three hours on this, but I'm just going to tick off a couple of, uh, of, of their bullet points. They want to increase voter access by extending the early voting period through the Sunday before election day. They want to create a permanent absentee voter list that allows individuals to voluntarily receive mail ballots for each election without needing to make ind- Individual requests, no opportunity for mischief there. Uh, expanding online voter registration is another one of their goals. Uh, they want the uh, to allow individuals without MVD issued IDs to register online using their full social security number. There you go. Uh, they want to extend the timeline for mailing ballots. Now, now, get this. This was something we we dealt with in 2020, where they were actually counting ballots days after the election. Uh, just, um, just. Unimaginable. Okay, this is their words. Quote: Extending the timeline for mailing ballots to voters to 35 days before an election and extending wow. the deadline. Here it comes. Extending the deadline for accepting voted voted ballots to 7 p.m. the Friday after an election. That's four to, days to accommodate for mail delivery time. So oh when the election God. is over, it's not really over yeah. until the following Friday. Uh, this is madness. Uh, improving automatic voter registration by adopting a system that uh, provides a mechanism for eligible voters to become automatically registered to vote upon completing a transaction at the motor voter uh, motor vehicle department, and of course, automatically restoring the voting rights of those convicted of felonies who are not currently incarcerated that's a big uh cause celeb uh, all over the country for people on the left because right now uh in most i think i think it's the majority of states uh, you you lose the right to vote if you're convicted uh, of a uh, felony so <clears throat> You think there might be any potential problems in this legislation being proposed for the session? Um, Melanie Sansbury's behind it. She's very proud. Oh, uh, she, yeah. even though expanding. she's a federal official, she tweeted out uh, something a couple days ago about how she stands with Maggie and uh, Governor Luhan Grisham trying to. Uh, ex- this is all uh, under the uh, umbrella of vote uh, expanding voter access and opportunity.
1: Right there, you go. Yeah. All right, back after a quick break. When we return, well, we of course have Murder Mike here in the Kiva, uh, checking out the last 24 hours of crime in the Duke City.
2: Well, I heard some people talking just the other day. And they said you were going to put me on a shelf. But let me tell you, I got some news for you. And you soon find out it's true. And then you'll have to your lunch all by yourself. Santa I can't relax. Can't sleep Cause my bed's on fire Don't touch me I'm a real live wire
1: uh, I murdered Mike in the house. Uh, there's a lot of psycho killers out there that have yet to be caught, as we know I don't know how many we got um, but we were understaffed and I'm not surprised if they're still roaming the streets. Uh, Murder Mike is on the case, telling us what's happening as far as crime over the last uh, 48 hours. What's going on, Murder Mike? Well, I tell you what,
4: everybody. Uh, we're we're going to begin with actually...
1: You're going to have to jump in a little bit hotter, higher. What, what's going on? All
4: right, sorry about that. I'm, uh, okay.
1: Test one, two, three. Okay.
4: Early. Okay. Uh, good Good morning, everybody. Or good evening, everybody. <laughs> Early Monday morning, a fire broke out in a mobile home at the Four Hills Mobile Home Park at Wanda Bowen Southern. The firefighters quickly brought the fire under control. However, a search on the premises discovered a deceased individual with the cause of death being unknown. The fire, as well as the death, is is under investigation. And quickly moving to Tuesday's events, at around 9 p.m. Tuesday evening, APD responded to multiple reports of shots being fired in the parking lot of Valley High School. That's located at 1505 Candelaria Northwest. When APD arrived, they found spent shell casings in the parking lot. No victims were, re- were located, and there were no other injuries reported. The Valley High School gym was placed in lockdown for almost an hour while APD conducted its investigation. Then at 1.26 early Wednesday morning, officers responded to the Hotel Chaco on Rio Grande, that's just north of Old Town, referenced an aggravated assault. When officers arrived, they quickly located an unknown age male suffering from blunt force trauma to the head who was bleeding heavily and unconscious. The victim was transported by EMS to a local hospital in serious but stable condition. Moving to statistics from overnight, APD responded to eight reports of shots fired and two reports of shots being fired at an actual individual. Also, six disturbance calls were reported last night, as well as six down and outs. Seven domestic disturbance calls came in, two were aggravated, and three drunken drivers were taken off the streets. Additionally, there were six assaults reported last night, one of which was aggravated, and AMS responded to two drug overdoses. One was unconscious, not breathing, with ineffective CPR in progress. This occurred on Williams Southeast. And the crisis line answered four calls regarding suicide, one of which was threats only, however. Two were actual attempts, one of which was a male individual consistently running his head into a tree. And finally, there were no... Re- Consistently
1: running his, his head, head into a tree. tree. You mean just standing there and banging his head against the tree?
4: He was actually running it in, in, in with his head... Oh, so down. he was
1: using his entire body to motivate uh, movement at a rapid pace to try to crush his skull?
4: Evidently. <laughs> it it's so like a tackle, you know, going after the ball, except he was going after the tree instead. <laughs> That's all sorts of stupid... The tree won that fight, I think. There,
1: we go. Hey, there Big go. tree fall hard.
4: Yeah, well, the guy was really out on the limb on that one, so um Okay, and moving right along, there were. <laughs> well, be, he was
1: moving right along. They <laughs> ran to a tree. <laughs> George, you. George, George, up the jungle, walk <laughs> as strong as he can be. Watch uh, uh, out for the tree! <laughs> <bang. laughs>
4: okay, I love it. Uh, okay, and then finally, there were no residential burglaries. Oh, thank
1: there. God, nobody got robbed last night. Well, yeah. it was sleepy. He was hanging out at home. He decided not to go out last night. Uh, don't you know it? was he was snoozing. <laughs>
4: It's duty for losing because there was also zero commercial commercial burglaries also reported. Yeah, hey, out- it's National
1: No Burglary Day. <laughs> <That's
4: right. laughs> Almost. There was two auto burglaries reported. Oh, uh, so wow. Two out of three.
1: That's not two? Bad. that's it. Just, man, low crime rate. Man, that's pretty Turning easy. over a new leaf, doing their very best. They're getting down. their one burke hats and their camisas. Uh-huh. They're ready to go.
4: They're ready to go? You We're not
1: going to steal no mores well I, mean, we
4: the no, I won't steal anymore. i just won't steal any less right? <laughs> that's right that's funny <laughs> describes a lot of our community <laughs> no, <in right>. Albuquerque.
1: <laughs> right, anything else
4: any yeah, doubt that's nobody
1: nobody no cars on blocks and uh john Teras putting over there oh
4: no, no. you in my neighborhood there's already two cars on blocks every time i go down the street i see at least one up up on one block with a oh. tire gone so yeah, that's. In my street is normal, so but that's a, f- a look at the 411 and the 505 area. Oh, the
1: one. look at De- uh, Look at uh, murder I'm, Mike I'm just coining it. his own phrases.
4: Uh, 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 no, I, I think that phrase comes from a higher power.
1: Oh, wow, it can't not, be that much higher, it's not that creative, it's not, it's not, <laughs>
4: but it is my boss, so I'm going to use it. That's <laughs> a slightly higher power. If we're, slightly high if, power. We're, if we're
1: worshiping that type of power that is coming up with stuff <laughs> like that. Boy, no wonder New Mexico is the way it is. Let's uh, talk about the charges dismissed for the APD vandalism uh, suspect. The 45-year-old woman accused of vandalizing APD's downtown station December 21st. Under New Mexico law, damage to property amounting to more than $1,000 qualifies as a fourth-degree felony. Any damage less than 1000 as you all know. So according to the dismissal, there was insufficient evidence that the damage did not total to be more than $1,000. Insane, insane. Body was also arrested charged with vandalizing the downtown police station six days before December 15th. Booked in NBC... On felony criminal damage charges, but was released from jail just a few days later. V- Vandalize a police station twice, and you get off. Yeah, okay. there we go. Yeah. All right. Sure. Uh, there we go. A Murder rate in Albuquerque skyrockets. Crime victims demand change from KOAT. ROB stands for repeat offenders bring death, destruction, and devastation. From uh, this guy, Chavez. Uh, I, I guess uh, Nicole Chavez. Wow. I, that's really catchy. I don't know. I, I, the, robbed, go ahead. Dowd, what does it stand for again?
0: Uh, repeat offenders bring death, destruction,
4: and devastation. All
1: right. Uh, murder Mike. Robbed. What, is it, uh, what does Robbed stand for?
4: Uh, to me, it means you, you just there stole you go. Something. There we go.
1: <laughs> Acronyms are supposed to get okay. you to commit something uh, to memory. This is uh, it's failure too long. to launch uh, yeah. this year. with The skyrocketing murder rate in Albuquerque. Chavez won't be alone when she faces lawmakers to lobby him. Uh, she says they really no need to hold the most violent offenders behind jar, uh, bars until their trial. We're not talking about nonviolent charges, just the most violent crimes or anything used with firearms. Uh, how about every single criminal? Let's stick them in jail for as long as we possibly can. She says Darian Bashir is an example who's convicted of shooting and killing UNM baseball player Jackson Weller. Three months prior to Weller's murder, prosecutors say Bashir was released from jail from shooting at police. What they didn't include here is with an AK-47. <laughs> <right>. Minor point. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it wasn't yeah. a Derringer. Yeah. what, what do you say, Mike? And
4: by the way, it was that we using an assault rifle, well, not it. Yeah. Yeah. And they have them on the streets. I've seen them. They all right. Uh, state police guns.
1: have now taken over an investigation of a fatal shooting in Edgewood. That's a great name for a series. Someone should. Mm-hmm. All the things that are happening in Edgewood. I think Everwood, Everwood was a series. A a Deadwood. Or? Deadwood. Yeah, Deadwood. Yeah. A lot, yeah. The Pardon. Edgewood uh, police were called out Friday night, at 8 p.m. to Park Road. When they arrived, 41-year-old Kalan Lafleur, Kalan Lafleur, dead inside an SUV with a gunshot wound. State police were called in to investigate. They said Lafleur drove to Park Road and got into a fight with a 35-year-old man. Lafleur was shot by the man and died. No arrests have been made. So apparently shot by a man. If we know enough for it to be a man as opposed to, well, we're still looking for suspects, that would tell us that we either have video or somebody saw it or there is a witness talking. So uh, whoever you are that uh, killed uh, Fleur, uh, you should probably be on the run. Woman blames erratic behavior on twin. Well, this is a classic, classic once again uh, from the Rio Grande Sun. This
0: was not the police blotter. This was an individual article. It was so juicy. They wrote an individual article. A woman who was yelling and jumping in
1: front of cars on the 3rd of December claimed Espanola police officer Adrian Moya had a case of mistaken identity and blamed the erratic behavior on his twin sister. Moya responded to a call on Calle Rodenda regarding a woman who was running up and down the road, yelling, kill me, and then jumping in front of the cars. When he arrived at the scene. He saw a woman near a house, arguing with several people and yelling at them in Spanish. He spoke with a woman who later said her name was Susana Gomez. I proceeded to speak to the female. The female began to backpedal away from me. He wrote in the answer, I gained control of the female and I placed her in hand restraints, according to the way we do things. All right woman tried to pull away again, trying to break his grasp, walk away, but Moya was able to put her in the back of his patrol car so he could speak with the people on the scene. No, they told her the woman was running up and down the street yelling, kill me, kill me, and jumping in front of the vehicles as they drove by. The male said he was attempting to back out of the residence. and The female ran to the rear of his vehicle, not letting him leave. He was advised the female began to yell, scaring his young juvenile child. Juveniles, that's a big word. Suzanne, Susanna said she was a twin sister and it was here. We were looking for her in the exact same name. Well, we said the woman, if she didn't give him her name, she'd be booked as a Jane Doe until they could figure out who she is. She has a twin sister. Yeah. Uh, no name, but the other woman has a name, and uh, she's blaming. Look, like, the familia, you don't come, you don't come against the family, you know. Except in the case of a twin sister, I, I, where you're yelling, "Kill me!" I, I dare say it was her evil twin. Evil, um, uh, you know. I also like to take this opportunity to there. tell
0: the Internal yeah. Revenue Service that my evil twin, the other. Uh, D. Dowd Muska is the one who uh, has all those tax issues with the, you folks. I'm free of all that. So I think we could use this evil twin in our lives, our day-to-day lives. Just blame the evil
1: twin. You know? I feel like it's a bracelet and some sort of weird power. Court weights competency uh, evaluation for the pastor accused of Greyhound uh, bus uh, incident. Uh, this a little bit old, but I thought we'd give you an update anyway. Uh, Leroy, uh, he's such an ass, mass, is charged with felony aggravated battery as he jumped over barrier, a barrier of the Greyhound bus before yanking the steering wheel. Five people were taken to the hospital. The bus was flipped. Five people were seriously injured. He's been locked up in the Metro Detention Center ever since, good, good. waiting to make sure the argument that Mass is too dangerous to be released from jail. I mean, is he even a... I mean, if it's a Greyhound, weren't they just sort of that, passing that was, through anyway? That was a major accident. It was. I remember the call. Wasn't he fighting
0: with his brother or period. family member or something? And, and then they, and he stopped against the driver? Ch-
1: he thought people were chasing him, and so oh. he grabbed a hold uh, although. And then finally, uh, prisons getting a little bit upgraded. I'm going mail screenings for drug, uh, d Dowd Musco, what can you tell us?
0: Yeah, this is kind of interesting because this is basically the government saying we can't do this, and so we're going to sort of contract it out. Uh, as of February 1st of this year, which is getting closer, we're already January 12th, all personal mail addressed to inmates in state-run prisons will be rerouted to an inspection facility in... Tampa, Florida. Uh, this is reported by KRQE. It's an effort to stop drugs from getting inside prisons and to the inmates. And why the prison itself can't do this, uh, it's uh, puzzling to me.
1: Sleepy! Yeah. I sent you the drugs in the mail, bro. <laughs> I, I'll give you a call next week. See if they got there. You know? all, uh, right.
0: all personal mail is going to be sent to an address in Florida. It's going to be go through a processing center there, according to the New Mexico Corrections Department uh-huh. spokesman. Uh, he said over the last few months, they've seen an increase in mail sent to inmates laced with synthetic marijuana. Ooh. known as spice, spice, as well as fentanyl and other drugs. He deal says with... correctional prison staff have uh, uh, gone through the mail, but lately the facilities just don't have the manpower to handle it all. So they're farming it out to the private sector. Uh, with the implemented change, correctional officers can focus more on where they're needed the most to deal with the actual inmates.
4: Uh, yeah, actually, uh, from what I understand, I've talked to some people that have been uh, served time in prison and, <laughs> Only me, but not me. I've never been there, but I, they've actually laced postage stamps with acid or fentanyl <laughs> along with the, licking, the the glue on the envelope. They'll lace it with fentanyl. You're giving
1: people ideas, and I don't think that's ever happened. Oh, Murder no, Mike. No, that,
4: that, that's, that's, that's actually happened, honestly All <laughs> but, right,
1: well, I've never heard of that, but oh, yeah. it sounds an interesting way to go ahead and transport drugs. Murder Mike, thanks for all your efforts. I'll see you on Friday. Thank Back you, after sir. a quick break uh, here in the Kiva, here on AM 1600 KIVA. Uh-huh. ABQ.FM. And I
2: know why. why <laughs>
1: She, uh, 23 years, years ago that got released and uh world got to know uh mtv a little bit better and put it on repeat as much as it possibly could just to watch a uh girl in a school dress uh saying baby hit me one more time <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how else to phrase all this stuff it is crazy it is just that aged out. well or not yeah mm-hmm. uh, well uh and then she's still got uh She's posting uh, nude photographs on Instagram. Yeah. The old IG.
0: Turns out that conservatorship might have been a good idea. Yeah, maybe. maybe.
1: Hey, you just get right out there. Just let it all hang out. Uh, You know, sometimes, sometimes lessons are not easily learned, you know. Mm, That's very very, true. uh, What
0: do they say? The lesson will continue to be taught until it is learned. Yes, there (laughs) it is. Uh, Repeat, repeat, and
1: uh, repeat. 550-5500 for those who want to go ahead and uh, text in or call in uh, this afternoon here in the Kiva and i gotta tell you like it's exciting to talk about the news every single day it really is but when we get to the crime we have a little bit of fun like chill out on your text messages i i literally you guys are borderline abusive some of you and if you're pc you're out of here bro uh we're gonna touch on national politics uh today so we're gonna get into national politics during our third hour bureaucrats behaving we've got some uh Uh, A little uh, dot chat infomercial to wrap up the show plus the top five and some random stuff, including uh, the investigations of UFOs and uh, rental prices up uh, in the apartment uh, complex uh, over 20%. Yes, folks, it is pretty bad. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we we didn't cover Epstein-Maxwell. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I think we're going to spend an extraordinary amount of time on that if I can. I always say that I do, but I think uh, tomorrow... Uh, I'll allude to it if I can, but we're going to get to that tomorrow. So I think that's going to be exciting. So we'll do that, and uh, that'll be good. But uh, Dowd, I, I know Dot .chat has been sort of brewing uh, through things uh, lately and doing a good job, but, you know, the, the birthdays, a couple of new features, the uh, day in music history – I'm going to let you go ahead and use the 5 o'clock hour to do a little dot chat infomercial right now. How about that?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, we had a couple of pieces uh, that have gone up over the last couple of days, and I've got another one coming up about a new bill being proposed for the legislature that uh, uh-huh. is a tax break. And you would think, well, of course, D. Dowd and Moscow would be for every tax break. Well, uh, this one's a little more complicated. Um, take a look right now at a piece I wrote a couple of days ago called Who Will Stop the Drain? I really got to give myself credit for that one. That was, that was good. That was I good. I want
1: to know. Uh,
0: Have you ever seen (laughs) anyone leaving New Mexico? Yes, you have. Um, Three numbers, 17, 4, and 1. Um, between 2020 and 2021, and this is all federal Census Bureau data, um, the, the Census Bureau always releases the population data right around Christmas, so it all falls right into the memory hole, so the states that are doing really well and drawing a lot of people and expanding their populations can't ever really get the credit they deserve, and the states that are losing population never get the blame they deserve because we're all you know psyched about Christmas and turkey and presents and holly jolly mistletoe singing carols or whatever you whatever you christmas people do i was taking care of dogs all weekend um between 2020 and 2021 17 states experienced population loss is a one-year loss from july 1st of 2020 to july 1st of 2021 that's 17 states four states suffered from both natural decline that's what the demographers call uh fewer births than deaths if you have more people dying in your state than more little babies being born you're going to have what's called natural decline and um that's com- combined with natural decline with migration that means international migration and domestic migration are people from other parts of the country moving into your state versus who's leaving your state and then our people from beyond our borders the U.S. borders doesn't seem to have much of a border anymore but um, anyway uh, so basically that's natural decline in, in the migration pattern so only four states out of the 50 lost uh, via both natural decline and migration uh, of the eight intramountain west states of course that's our four corner states as well as uh, Nevada, Idaho, Wyoming and Montana only one of those eight intramountain states lost residents. Uh, I think you guys know where New Mexico falls on this data. We are the one state in the Intermountain region that lost uh, population. We are one of the 17 states that experienced population loss. And we are one of the four states that suffered from both natural decline and migration decline. Um, That is spooky stuff. Now, the overall loss was not wildly dramatic. It was 1,189 people. Um, We've had year-to-year losses before, but we just, it's not, common it's very very rare and as this region was identified in the late 1960s by kevin phillips the sunbelt sunbelt states even deep blue sunbelt states aren't that many grow their population. As a general rule, they grow their population. That uh, and, and even includes New Mexico. We uh, have not grown our population within the last year. In the decade of the 2010s, we actually experienced our lowest growth. I think it was only about 2.8% uh, of, of, of the decad- decadal uh, growth since statehood, going back to 1912. Uh, as a way of example of comparing that 2.8% increase in the 2010s, In the 1980s, we experienced 28.14 percent growth. So uh, New Mexico was used to these big population growths through the decades, and uh, we we have not uh, we we've not done that at all. Uh, Of course, all five of our neighbors experienced growth. Uh, Three Utah, Arizona, and Texas of our five neighbors were in the the country's top ten for growth between 2020 and 2021. Uh, Utah was second in the country. Arizona was fourth in the country. Texas was seventh in the country. There's no curse of our region. We have, as I've often said, a murderer's row of pro-growth, expanding economically wise states. Uh, We we chose, we consistently choose uh, not to follow them. Now, we are not in the worst of the worst category uh, overall. West Virginia has lost population nine years in a row. Illinois has lost population eight years in a row. But it says something that we just experienced our worst decade of growth and then just our year-to-year growth was actually negative growth. Uh, We are going in the wrong direction. The data are pretty clear on this. Uh, the more economically open you are, the less you regulate people, the, the less you tax people, uh, whether you have a right to work law or not, that attracts a lot of investment. Uh, that expands your economy, economic vibrancy. People come to your state. You have relocators. Uh, you have people who, the birth rate tends to be a little bit higher in most of those red states as well. We've chosen the blue state model. I think it's quite clear at this point what we saw from the 2010s. Now we're in the 2020s and the early results of this decade are not good. We're going in another direction. A lot of us, and those of us who come from the Northeast and snowy, cold places, we have little conversations from time to time about our life in New Mexico. We marvel at this state's inability to become an economic dynamo because it has so many damn things going mm-hmm. for it. Uh, the, the culture and the cuisine and the scenery and the, and the and the weather is just epic. I'm out walking my dogs every morning in shorts in January. You, you can't do that in New England. Uh, it has so many natural uh, attractions uh, and qualities to it, and we just seem to be committed to stuck on stupid. So that's the census data. I, I got that out a couple days ago because, it, as I said, it just tends to fade away. I didn't want to let it let it fade away into nothing because the the feds release it around Christmas time. Uh, another piece that was interesting went up a couple well, days let's ago. Let's
1: get to that. Let's get to that in a couple of in a couple uh, minutes. And yeah, we'll do that after that. You're gonna love this one, folks. We take on MLG. The <laughs> top of the hour. We gotta hit the top of the hour. I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in as always. This song uh, number one. Oh, wow. I I can't even believe I'm going to play this. But uh, this by The Divinals peaked at, uh, actually, not number one, number four, Four. thankfully. Uh, I touch myself right here in the Kiva. Uh, No, I'm not actually doing that. That's the name of the song. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on am 600 ki the ABQ.fm, rockoftalk.com. I want you to love me. I feel down, I want you to love
3: me
2: touch
3: myself,
2: I want you to find me, I forget myself, I want you to remind me, I don't want anybody else, when I think about you, I touch myself, I don't want anybody else, oh no, oh no, business on a sunny afternoon Jungle light. I'm leaving in the open Native that carries all Burning bright, I thought a blush signal to the sky I still wonder,
1: there's a message get to you? 606 of the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour i am at eric the rock of talk am 1600 key i abq.fm rock of little baltimore 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 remember when he said that in scarface a little tarzan boy uh from baltimore uh, one of the weirdest videos you've ever seen uh, one of the strangest men in all of music and uh tarzan boy uh coming at you for no specific reason other than it's Hey, happy 58th birthday to Jeffrey Bezos, uh, D-Dowd Muska, uh, (laughs) Albuquerque's own and Albuquerque's flown uh, billionaire. He's uh, picked up, left, and uh, no longer to be seen except in fine exotic places with his Del Norte 86 uh, graduate uh, girlfriend, and they're uh, perusing the world with all their money, tossing it at various things. Don't forget to catch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud, or apping directly at rockoftalk.tv and Talk com i interrupted Dowd before i so rudely interrupted him oh i lost track of on time, new mexico's man. empire of government <laughs> you know musk take it away
0: yeah this was a piece of of course available for subscribers at uh rock of talk chat you know we earlier in the show we talked about the uh, budget release by the governor and how much money she wants to spend on, on investments in in education uh, i've been meaning to do this for a while and i i, I hadn't probably even looked at these numbers in, in years. Uh, the idea, and we've heard from, uh, what Nora Meyer Sackett, uh, and the governor, uh, we, we years of austerity, uh, needless austerity. Uh, we, we've overlooked uh, all the important investments we need to make. Well, one interesting way of looking at how much government there is in New Mexico is to look at the combined state and local spending. Um, this, uh, can get confusing, but basically, Some states do more at the state level and leave not much to local governments, whereas where I come from, New England, uh, local government is much more uh, engaged. Uh, They fund, for example, government schools much more. Uh, The state doesn't fund much of that. So when you hear people talk about local government spending, state government spending, you really have to treat it as a united whole because you you really need an apples to apples comparison uh, of how much government you are really paying for at that non-federal level. And we can talk about the federal government too, of course, here in New Mexico. So I ran the latest numbers uh, from the feds. And it's very interesting. New Mexico is not a high cost of living Place. Uh, Places like California and New York and Massachusetts have a very, very high cost of living. So your dollar does not go nearly as far in those places as it does in New Mexico. So you'd think. Well, New Mexico, uh, cost of living is much lower out here. Uh, of course, they're, the, the bad folks are doing everything they can to raise the cost of living, particularly regarding uh, energy. Uh, and they're always looking to raise your taxes, <coughs> particularly at the local level, property taxes, GRT. Um, we probably should be kind of in the middle or maybe in the bottom half or maybe in the bottom third or maybe in the bottom 10 in terms of how much spending per resident, per capita we have in, in New Mexico the numbers indicate otherwise uh, i crunched the data uh, over the weekend on all 50 states this was uh, not a small task and that's one of the reasons why uh, you can uh, subscribe and you should subscribe to rockoftalk.chat you get this kind of in-depth data we ended up number 17th in the number 17 in the country for state and local spending per capita. Again, we're doing uh, apples to apples comparison. It's kind of interesting. We spend more than the national average for the states. We spend more than the national median for all 50 states, that figure right at the middle. We spend more than all five of our neighbors, uh, Colorado, of course, Utah, uh, Arizona, Texas, and Oklahoma. Oklahoma, and I believe it's Arizona, are really uh, bottom, bottom, bottom 10 states. Uh, they get much more bang for their taxpayer buck. We spend more in New Mexico per capita state and local government than Illinois, one of the most corrupt union dominated uh, and, of course, higher cost states. We've got Chicago occupying so much of that state. A little pricier to live in the in the big, windy city. We spend more per capita state and local government than Ohio. Uh, fairly purple-ish, but certainly uh, under the control of uh, public employee unions like uh, many of those Rust Belt states. We spend more per capita than Wisconsin, uh, known for many, many years as a very, very liberal place, uh, progressive place. We had a little brief Republican, conservative, pro-taxpayer event there, but it seems to be reverting back uh, to its old ways. We spend more per capita in New Mexico, state and local government, than Connecticut. One of the most hideously corrupt owned by government unions of deep, deep blue northeastern states you can find. So we spend a heck of a lot on government in New Mexico. But we have a governor, a governess, or I call her empress in this piece, available at rockoftalk.chat, who wants to spend more. I believe her budget proposal is uh, around 13%. Uh, increase from uh, the same uh, revenue sources last fiscal year. The legislature, under the Legislative Finance Committee, they want to spend roughly uh, the same amount. I think they even want to spend a little more than the governor. Uh, Do you really think that lack of government spending in the state of New Mexico is a problem? Uh, I do a short kind of link list here of... Family Prosperity, we rank uh, dead last. We are among the worst, second worst, worst in violent and property crime. Uh, We are one of the worst welfare cases among the 50 states. Uh, We have the lowest percentage of people employed in the private sector. That means non-government and non-government contractor employment. Uh, We were worst in the country, uh, according to a study done back in 2013. Uh, We have some of the worst uh, behavioral health outcomes in terms of substance abuse, suicide, that kind of thing. We have the lowest share of adults Uh, among uh, adults age 25 to 34 among the 50 states we have the lowest share who have earned a high school diploma and yet we're one of the top spending states we also have endless flows of money coming in from uh, Uncle Sucker there uh, on the Potomac. We have two national laboratories. We have all sorts of Pent- Pentagon facilities and assets. Uh, NASA has its White Sands Test Facility. We have over a dozen National Park Service units. They call them units. So that could be a national battlefield, national monument, national park, yada, yada. Uh, we are the state of government. And I submit to the people of New Mexico and the people of the nation That New Mexico is probably exhibit A if you're going to try, if you're going to have a trial for big government's failure to promote prosperity. Look at the data. I just cited all that in terms of family prosperity index, crime behavioral health the weakness of our private sector and the governor and the legislative finance committee think that the big problem is new in new mexico is we don't spend enough on government uh the numbers don't support that state and local per capita we are 17th in the country we are again ahead of places like wisconsin ohio illinois connecticut 17th in the nation we outspend all of our five neighbors we outspend all states when you do a state average we outspend the national median the midpoint of spending we love to spend money in new mexico what are we getting for that money well i'm not going to read the list again the the uh, butcher's bill of a big government failure in new mexico but you know this in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, as you as you live in this beautiful weather, beautifully scenic, wonderfully wonderful culture state. Uh, government has failed to produce human flourishing in our state. And we have a governor who thinks we need to hike that state budget another <clears> 13 percent. Who's the crazy one? Uh, the crazy libertarian you're listening to right now who actually has all the data on his side or the woman on the fourth floor up in the roundhouse who thinks we're not spending enough on government? not enough on government. Again, that's available at rockoftalk.chat. I ran the data literally on all 50 states over the weekend. Uh, next still hurts from a little too much time at the computer. Again, this is all federal data, federal population data. And the feds actually do a survey of state and local government finance. You have to report your numbers if you're a state or local government to the feds. Uh, and I have all the data and I have it in a spreadsheet. If you want that, I can get it to you too. But you've got to be a subscriber,
1: rockoftalk.chat. I think we should go to bureaucrats behaving badly. On top of that,
0: on top but, of that, yeah, yeah, it's a little mean, cherry yeah, on the top yeah, of the sundae. Yeah, a little sundae.
1: cherry on top of uh, <laughs> exactly. You're you're taking my words. You're you're reading my mind. Finishing my thoughts. Uh, let's talk about the officer of the Inspector General. By the way, uh, City of Albuquerque, uh, Dowd uh, Dowd sent me a, a blast, a late night text uh, call. I don't know even know what to even want to can complain, but. Uh, about the new city of Albuquerque economic development, does he have any experience? How do you get it? How do you get a deal like that? Do you doubt?
0: Uh, well, we we know that uh, our our mayor here was saying that he was going to be more uh, sensitive to, I believe, uh, Black Lives Matter, yes. Okay, what are what didn't this matter keys to the kingdom? Yeah, didn't when the specific question was, What are you going to do for non whites? I think there was something like that. Oh, remember that quite when he was being derated, what are
1: you going to do for the black community, right. Right, Los right. Angeles. Where they're defe- defending the police. he said. Yes. Uh, yes we yes. have that uh, whole audio, of course. You might remember we played all of that stuff. So there you go. There's your new uh, Charles Ashley the third. Yeah, the third Thurston Howell the third. Remember Thurston Howell? But of course, from Gilligan's Island. You, remember? you don't remember Thurston Howell? Oh, absolutely, oh, okay. Lovey. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. but he's white, and this guy's black. Not that either of them matters. Only to the people. It matters too, which of course are the people who are hiring. Uh, it's nice to see at the top of the thing for because it's something that I brought up. And four point six percent of me is very happy about that. So time. don't don't forget. I mean, <laughs> I want to represent, dog. Awesome. How many
0: minutes a day in a twenty four hour cycle can Eddie be happy for this? Listen, uh, I, I, I think one of the worst the things you can do. We, we should talk about this called you know um, quotas and reverse racism and token hires. We should talk about this in the past, but that seemed to fade and and wokeness seems to be rev- reviving this. I don't know. Maybe this guy's the most wonderful person in the world, but if you are a woman, uh, a BIPOC, uh, was a black indigenous person of color uh, oh, in a, and a woke. And in fact, Clay and Buck were talking in this, this morning about the the, the purge of white screenwriters in Hollywood. Oh. Do you, are you going to have to live your career? If you live the rest of your life, wondering if you got the job based on merit or because you have a woke uh, soy boy in the mayor's office you know it's i think it's a legitimate question and uh are we getting the best people or is this virtue signaling via hiring personnel uh that's a legitimate question yeah ask. good
1: question all right the inspector general finds out that you coo did chief operating officer did violate policy lawrence Royale, he was in a car crash well this didn't go too well because the chief operations officer in that minor crash violated City policy. He didn't talk very much, just gave it me all, handed me his card. That's all. Says the victim, Victoria Gachus. Gachus is who Ryle hit. Uh, when we interviewed her on October, she didn't want to show her face. The no police came, an ambulance came, nobody came, she said. Target seven found city police states any driver involved motor vehicle shall call the police immediately and should not leave the scene of a crash until an investigation is complete. At the time police union president, Sean Willoughby, called for an investigation. The truth is there. The a city rule and regulation violation. They didn't call the police. They didn't notify anything. The inspector general's report says chief operating officer of the city, who you would think would know the operating rules, did not follow the operating rules. That's right, said KOAT's legal expert, John Day. (laughs) Report states that because no police were contacted, Ryle should have reported the incident to a police substation. The inspector general found no such report. Mm -hmm. I think at the level, you'd want to report it to the police anyway to make sure that you knew you were following the rules. The report shows Ryle admitted to not following the policy. They want to go ahead and revise impairment policies as well as uh, the reporting policies. They want to make all city employees who operate a city vehicle be retrained and have Rael himself retrained on city motor vehicle operation policy because he'll be doing it for the next four years. So according to this report, if an Albuquerque police officer were to get into a minor accident, give somebody their card, just go about their business, they would severely be disciplined or fired. And of course, coming from APO President Detective Sean Willoughby. So, uh, Rayel in hot water to kick off the uh, second uh, uh, sortie of uh, Mayor Tim Keller. Uh, remember, he is not a lame duck. He can he could be the mayor like forever, no? Right? The mayor be the life. mayor for life. There it is. Ex-New Mexico tax employee pleads guilty to money laundering. This uh, comes from George Martinez, 45 years young. He's a former tax and rev employee. He was accused of Using his position as a unit manager in the New Mexico Taxation Revenue Department to fraudulently alter tax refunds and directly direct nearly 700k to a bank that accounts he controlled between May 2011 and July 2018. Man, that's a long time to get in there and uh, do the dirty in tax and rev. Mm-hmm. Where he probably had a lot of things. Those going are the on. best
0: jobs to have in government, where you have access to the money directly.
1: More fraud coming from uh, government. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but it bears repeating. A Catron County, the most sparsely populated sparsely populated county in all the state uh, as a suspected of embezzlement he thought nobody was watching i mean all you saw was tumbleweeds blow through but the sheriff apparently sheriff and fletcher is a subject of those investigations. The examination stems from severe allegations of suspected embezzlement submitted to the state auditor by catron county officials last year according to the release the alleged impropriety was discovered along with Inconsistencies in paperwork <laughs> related to Fletcher's official purchases, billing, and reimbursements, according to a person with direct knowledge of the matter, who requested anonymity in order to identify Fletcher as the subject of those allegations. Elected Chair of 2014, Fletcher resigned last June because he got another job offer, according to the source. We added that Fletcher resigned before we found everything. Well, I'm out. Oof. Writer Ron, 49-year-old Fletcher has been employed by Catron County since 1999. Multiple, forces, multiple for- sources say, uh, told the Daily Press that Fletcher had taken a job in the oil fields. Good luck finding that man. He loves money. <laughs> Black Gold, attempts to find Fletcher were unsuccessful. Uh, nobody can find him, in fact. the Allegations of potential criminal activity involving him are concerning, says Brian Colon. According to Brian Colon, he says, New Mexicans' declining public trust is made worse by the allegations such as this, and I'm committed to working towards improving the public's confidence. Yeah, says a Democrat, Brian Colon. So, Catherine County Manager Jan Porter Carejo says she wasn't sure what she wants to say about the referral of the AG. I wasn't aware of that until Tuesday. Certainly, Catherine County does its best to make sure taxpayer funds are taken care of and policies and laws are adhered to. So, until we get the full report of the auditor, I'm not sure exactly what they found. Says Mr. Hand, need a hand? She says she hasn't known about the referral either. So there you go. Nobody knows what's going on in Catron County. Somehow that report got up there. We have no idea how it did, but Brian Colon's on the case in the most partially populated uh, county in all the land. And ask yourself this, ladies and gentlemen, if the
0: ex-sheriff is convicted Mm. uh, since he started working there in 99, will he still be getting his pension in prison?
1: Well, probably You'll be paying for it Probably so. I'll work for it. I showed up every day, punched the clock. I'm there. Got to go get that oil. Money. Oil, oil. All right. So uh, 550-5500, if you want a text or call in. Ransomware attack disrupts operation at Berlio County. Now, this has been going on for some time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can't look up property records. You can't get a marriage license. It's a constant stream of traffic going in. First floor is open only. The Metropolitan Detention Center has taken the big hit. From the attack, that's the most activity they've seen because remember, they don't arrest anybody in Bernalillo County. Right now, we're not allowing visitors or lawyers or really anybody at this point. <laughs> I like how he segmented the uh, lawyers. The ransomware attack is adding to an already lengthy backlog of court cases, d We had to conduct a lot of hearings virtually and we essentially have not been able to do those for the last two days. Lawsuit filed against CYFD, accuses former juvie corrections officer of sexual abuse. What can you tell us, uh, D-Dod Musker? Yeah,
0: this is some scary stuff. Uh, You know, CYFD, uh, our our governor brought in the guy who was going to turn everything around uh, I think he was uh, one of our more recent senior staffers in the Luhan Grisham administration to leave. Uh, I believe the guy who was going to turn everything around, move back to California because his wife got a great job there. Uh, Brittany Schaefer, uh, she's an attorney representing Aaron Ramos. Uh, she said Mr. Ramos was a juvenile serving his sentence at the Camino Nuevo Youth Center when he met uh, a juvenile corrections officer. Uh, she began speaking with him about doing illegal drugs in the facility, the CYFD facility eventually getting him addicted to those drugs and asking for sexual favors in exchange for those drugs, uh, the lawsuit claims uh, that it started with very innocent things like card games. But after drugs were brought in, as is often the case, uh, things got more serious. Uh, Rodriguez, uh, the uh, the uh, I guess the, the plaintiff, brought in a cell phone for Ramos to exchange sexual pictures, according to the suit. Uh, Ramos, the victims later, uh, re- I'm sorry, Ramos later forced him to engage in. Uh, we'll just we'll just leave that uh, aside. Uh, this didn't just happen to Mr. Ramos, according to the attorney. This happened to at least three of the children at the CY. FD facility. Uh, this is a bureaucracy that seems to be just cursed. Uh, they're dealing with some of the most sensitive uh, traumatic situations in our state. No lack of those in the land of enchantment and uh, another uh, another case of a potential abuse here. And of course, the CYFD itself issues the standard boilerplate. You know, we take such things seriously,
4: yada, yada, yada.
0: But um, another black eye for a, a, a department that just uh, can't seem to to catch a break. Um, dysfunction from the head down, I would say. And, of course, who's the ultimate one responsible for all New Mexico bureaucracies? bureaucracies? That would be our governor who's in charge of mm-hmm. the executive
1: branch of government here in New Mexico. There it is. Uh, well, we got one more sheriff, another sheriff in town. Nothing ever happened to Manny Gonzalez, remember? No. Because no, that was dismissed. No. Uh, I removed it i removed all that kind of stuff. By the way, uh, officially I'm cleared from any ethics. Oh. Yeah. And apparently I didn't use my radio station. So they've been listening and they sell the disqualifiers and they said, well, you hardly talked about the mayoral campaign when you were on air, when you did your show. And so the way that it falls in, and this might be interesting to everybody out there is I leverage the radio station from the standpoint that I was just on it, but I didn't talk specifically very often about the race itself. So there you go. So uh, all clear. All clear and uh, resign from the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico. Free, free, at, last. free at last. Free at last. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done trying to help. I'm done. Uh, Eddie like, has
0: Eddie is actually going to be singing tomorrow live. Um, yes. Please release me. Love let me for go. Sale. Oh. No, no, I was no, a young no, man no, one no, time, no, and, no, and my father came sale. back to the house, and he he was down dealing with his mother, which was always issues, and there was always drama on that side of the family. And he said, "Son, I um I had this song develop in my brain when I was dealing with my mother and my sister and other um, assorted family members down in that um uh, drama and drama queenery down there." Please release me. Let me go. I don't want to be in this family anymore. (laughs) So, Eddie, uh, I'm just so proud of my young Paduan. Um, He he woke up. He realized that that's not the path. And um, he left the Republican Party today. I'm so proud of him.
1: (laughs) You might remember this. This is what I was singing from. I'm back. Let's see if we got this. Well, it's not very loud. It's like someone filming it on a TV, Love for Sale, when uh, Chevy Chase is singing. Do you remember that? When he's in the, the Family Truckster?
3: Oh,
2: yes. Uh, yeah. Remember the green, he goes the in green there
1: station and, and his, his wife catches him on the road, like looking, you know, to, uh, what was it, Christy Brinkley? Remember? Yes, in the Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. remember his, yeah, she, that's right. She was in the 308 Ferrari. I forgot <laughs> about that. The California 308. And then, of course, the, the famous 64 308 from ferris bueller's of course yes. it's Cameron. too bad it's too bad he left the keys in the ignition and then you know the whole hell, all hell breaks loose and then you got mellow yellows oh yeah that's, right, that's yeah, right. that such a great song 550 50, 500. all right let's talk about the Rio reba real reba james tohan pleaded guilty december 29th the misdemeanor counts of obstruction no He's serving three years in prison for harboring a felon, intimidating witnesses, all sorts of stuff goes crazy up there. This is the sheriff, by the way. Police were attempting (laughs) to serve the warrant on the 21st of 2020 to a barricaded suspect in Fairview. Lujan arrived at the scene, attempted to take over, and directed police. Please please leave. I know this guy. (laughs) Chief Robert Jimenez said Lujan wasn't in uniform, didn't have a badge of swing, and had a difficult time keeping his balance. Knowing Jimenez was able to smell of alcohol on Lujan. (laughs) During this time, Lujan was texting on his phone This led the raid on Rio Reba County Sheriff's. A month later, on the ESPA police, with the assistance of Taos the County Sheriff's, to obtain the cell phone that Lujan had with him, he continues to show a pattern of arriving in active scenes in which Espanola police personnel are investigating crimes and interference. That guy, uh, the, the, you know what they say about old James Lujan, right? Good at clearing the air. Uh, right, yeah, there we go. Th- this yeah. was the case where the police
0: department of Espanola was raiding the sheriff's department the one one law enforcement agency investigating another law enforcement agency I, I'm, I'm not if, if you have if it hasn't become clear ladies and gentlemen this, this was the sheriff the rio Arriba county sheriff uh he's already serving three years in prison for harboring a felon and now he is going to have to deal with this other problem showing up and interfering while swaying due to a potential uh, adult beverages that that's the situation in Española. Espanola, wow. New Mexico.
3: Espanola,
0: Espanola, Espa. <laughs> Well, let's talk about more badly.
1: bureaucrats uh, behaving badly. We did want to start there, but we had to kind of cut it off and uh, do a little, uh, you know, all of that stuff. So all of that, uh, all the news that's fit to print directly at rockoftalk.chat. Let's wrap it up with some uh, National East uh, news. Florida man with explosives arrested at the January 6th rally. Now, uh, this is obviously for more than a year old, but uh, here's a little bit of an update. Yeah, the active pipe amp bomb was caught by police near the Tampa Bay area rally in support of a participant back on the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol. Garrett James Smith, this is the guy who gives Patriots a bad name, was wearing identity-concealing black block clothing. Now, if we probably did a search on him, he's probably Antifa sympathizer mm-hmm. and gear that is commonly associated with Antifa members. Now, the rally was to show support for Jeremy Brown, Jay Brown, Jay Rowe, as we call him, a former U.S. Att- Army Special Forces soldier, of the right oath keepers and one time congressional candidate who was arrested on September 30th, and knowingly entering and remaining in the restricted Capitol building grounds with lawful authority during the Capitol riot. Brown is currently being held in the Pinellas County jail without bond on federal charges. So uh there you go. That's the latest uh goings on with Antifa. Anytime that there's trying to be people who are peacefully marching, supporting, doing good things in terms of red, white, and blue, what happens? Well, there's bad apples but, but, but all the political hard. violence
0: comes from the right okay right, yeah, right? Yeah, but they found an antifa guy dressed all in black with a pipe uh, pipe bomb but only the, your threat of
1: political violence it only comes from the right mm-hmm. America. right each and every time all right uh 5 50 55 about another 15 minutes uh here in the uh, program uh and of course you know we will uh be addressing a couple of random uh topics uh, as well u.s economy once again falls short of estimates Uh, D. Dowd Muska, Uh, the non-farm payroll employment increased by only 200K last month. That was down 50 plus percent of the estimates of 422,000, according to a new report from the BLS. Interesting, unemployment continued to slow downward trajectory, falling to 3.9%, of course. And I'll tell you, when that happens and it's below projections, let me do the math for you, okay, so that you understand what's happening. I'm a trained economist, folks. I'm dangerous. I'll run judo all over you. And let me tell you this. This is really interesting. It just means that more people left the workforce. Exactly. exactly. So when people pick up and leave the workforce and the economy goes down, to you, less jobs were actually created than what was projected. You have people who are no longer opting to get money from anywhere. They're just disappearing kapoof any other uh thoughts on that d-doubt well i mean it's fascinating i mean
0: unemployment is it's it's the danger of using only one metric to determine whether an economy is is healthy or not i mean you can have very tepid job growth or even no job growth but you can have the unemployment rate fall as eddie said because you're only measuring people who are looking for work who want to work who are working or out looking for work so uh it's it's uh you know the old twain line about you know lies damn lies and statistics uh usually in politics they will cherry pick whatever looks best and send that stat out uh and, and listen hey an unemployment rate of 3.9 percent is good but we've also had 22 months of paying people to come off the to come out of the workforce right. and sit on their butt so um if we had the true number of people if we had you know labor force participation back at where it was and it was actually people were coming off the sidelines during the trump uh, economy because uh there were you know the the obama recovery was so tepid uh boy the economic engine under trump was really revving up when we decided to wreck the economy and wreck our culture and and, and substitute for a new president i don't know how smart a decision that proved to be so uh, you got to be careful when you see these statistics thrown at you you could just say hey unemployment 3.9 percent. the country's doing wonderfully it's a lot more complicated
3: than
1: that there you go all right uh more news coming into the kiva uh well, this is good ex trumpers set to plot how to try and take down trump that's right. Stephanie Grisham, Miles Taylor, Olivia Troya, and Anthony Scaramucci, remember? Uh, the only reason you know Scaramucci? The Mooch. Uh he lasted all of one week as what was he? As press secretary. Yeah, some communications Whose idea director was him to put up there. Yeah. So, here we go. These people are um doing something that's totally unnecessary. Uh I will tell you the, you know, there's going to be some never trumpers around and that's all fine, oh, but Yeah. The gathering of Trump alums next week will result in the formation of a political entity. This uh, the new Lincoln group. Yeah, if you yeah. The brand's been damaged for the Lincoln. Uh, organization. If it does, yeah. it would be the latest edition of the Constellation of Never Trump groups focused on speaking out against Trump. Trumpism and his falsehood about the 2020 election. This, of course, by a leftist magazine, Politico. Last June, Taylor co-founded Renew America, a group to support candidates across the political spectrum that identifies being in favor of reforms to strengthen democracy. Uh, and here is what Grisham said, not Michelle Lujan Grisham, but someone who is with him. This man is a master manipulator. He gets people to do his bidding. I was one of them. I want people to believe in him now to talk to me. I want to explain who he really is. So I'm really hoping for a good fight in 2022. I'm ready to roll up my sleeves and do what I can. Yeah, No one's ever heard of her. Uh, this group won't get any traction. And uh, she might as well join the left. Uh, D W. Oh, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. She well, he be- also she
0: also must join this this weird community of people in our country who believe that grown adults don't have their own human agency. He gets pe- he's a manipulator. He gets people to do his bidding. So he's he, I don't know some sort of Svengali figure who, who really removes is. free will from grown adults. Um, it's it's a cheap ploy and uh you know i have my disagreements in But according to the left oh right? that's right that's the, yeah, exactly stupid, right? which but... is it uh, is he a genius don't... genius manipulator or is he a moron
1: i, I can't be both. all right according to the latest news biden's gonna get a primary challenger uh in this a comms director for ocasio cortez states this uh and they said that we're seeing the polls right now that show republicans have a slight edge and that may be getting worse so we see a midterm outcome where democrats lose the house and god forbid the senate I think all bets are off and we'll see a Democratic primary go into a different direction. The ex aoc staffer, who departed her office in 2020, told political that Biden was deeply unpopular and old as, you know, yeah, you know the word, you know the thing. So yeah. the reason why this is important is because they're basically stating here that AOC will jump into the race. Who's forecasted that? She's going to be 35. She's going to be running for president of the United States. That's why this is important. That's why this is important that uh, people understand this. So uh, I can tell you right now, I can I can tell you right now that AOC, once she gets in, there won't be anybody else getting in. Hmm. They will move so progressive left, you know, slash commie that it's- so- She'll clear the field? She'll clear the field. How okay. could she not? I mean, okay. the, you know, have you looked at the fundraising for each of the congressional candidates? You know who leads? Yeah, it's the three worst. It's Pelosi. It's that crazy guy who kept going after Donald Trump the entire time. In AOC. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, look at the money. Adam Schiff. All, Adam Schiff, Schiff. The Schiff. The Schiffer. Uh, I don't know that they. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, yeah. Uh, t- let's see. Let's see top congressional fund raisers. Okay. Fastest way see, the political. Let's see who they are. Uh, here we go. Number five, Katie Porter. Uh, four point nine million let's see who, who else uh pelosi uh kevin mccarthy uh there. porter has 12.9 million cash on hand i mean that that's not that's no small amount of money wow and uh, you know katie's all sorts of ugly too so just, uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to put her in the uh well you could put her in the backyard safely with the pit bulls uh, they wouldn't attack her just, uh, have you seen a picture of her uh, i'm looking right now I, uh, you don't know katie porter uh i know oh, oh my <laughs> did you see yeah <clears throat> like she, she is a poster woman for leftist ugliness
0: california
1: there oh yeah i mean and people just give money to her maybe they're trying to get her a facelift what do you think i uh, couldn't hurt as uh, as we honor rush
0: limbaugh today i'll use my favorite rush phrase she got a face that make a freight train take a dirt road
1: <laughs> that's really good uh, happy birthday rush we love you uh conservative tv host joe Pignone takes aim at chuck schumer's new york senate seat um yeah. Businessman38 says his own show on the right-leaning Newsmax, the Saturday agenda, pulled up a clip of Schumer saying in 2005 that eliminating the Senate filibuster would be doomsday for democracy. I'm not sure why he thinks he has a chance. He mm-hmm. might right, might want to think about what state he's running in. But then again, I did run for mayor. That's uh, true. He ran a state assembly in Yonkers in 2018, losing to Democrat Nader Saige, but he decided to step it up. That, that's what you do when you lose a low-level race. You really try to kind of go for the uh the golden ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, African American GOP source says that he could have broad appeal at a time when Republicans are struggling to attract minority voters. How about Fox News topping ratings for coverage on the January 6th anniversary? No surprise there, they top ratings every single day. But uh, Fox News was the top rated cable news network during the coverage of uh Biden's and Vice President Harris's uh speeches. The January 6th committee has discovered it's an investigation. Fox News host attempted to urge the president to call off his supporters. <laughs> Data from Nielsen showed that CNN did not even hit the million-viewer mark at any point in the day. Fox News led CNN and MSNBC Prime with an average of more than 2.8 million viewers. And finally, Judge Apatow. Wow. Calling the FEC to censor Fox News. The only reason I know him is he has a pretty hot wife um i'm not sure what her name is oh a, yes. what is yes, her name yes. i think it's uh leslie 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 Mann. Mann, yeah, man yeah so I, i'm kind of crazy about uh her she's the one thing like if she's on the screen i'm watching her the whole time and you know they, everything just stops when leslie man's on there but uh this might be 40 is the film uh, her daughters are in the film as you know right yeah, right, so right all that stuff so you very aware so uh but anyway um there you go ladies and gentlemen uh apatow uh a cinema Geek, and uh, I think a pretty good guy for creating decent cinema that I've paid attention to is a horrible communist. He wants to shut down free speech. That's right, folks, to go after Fox News. No one, conservatives don't even care about Fox News. On Saturday night, Tapito wrote in Twitter, Why doesn't the FCC take away the license of Fox News? <laughs> they don't have a license, you idiot. <laughs> They're a cable network. They're, yeah, they can say whatever they want, <laughs> and they group that's there. By Sunday morning, Apatow deleted the tweet calling for the censorship of Fox News. Independent journalist Glenn Greenwald, who I love, Terrific, wanted man. the state to silence one's adversaries pervasive across time and culture. That's why First Amendment banned it. Until recently, people were embarrassed to explicitly advocate it on Apato, and the U.S. liberal culture, censorship is now so normalized it is no longer odd. Yep. It's all independent of the illegal inanities of Apatow's demand as it pertains to the FCC's powers and the like. That's just the standard ignorance. Most notable is how common it is for Dems to crave a union of state and corporate brute power censor one's political adversaries. Again, it is bizarre, surreal uh, that the people who have convinced themselves that they're fighting fascism in the U.S. vehemently demand a union of state and corporate power to silence their enemies. Fanatic, by definition, believes all their tactics are inherently just. I don't know that anybody writes better than Glenn right now, and you can find him directly on Substack. Uh, Rufo, Christopher Rufo, for the same reasons they don't take away your license to make movies the constitution you idiot. <laughs> How About constitution. congressional candidate robert starbrook uh who said first of all there's no fcc license that can be taken because it doesn't exist secondly what you're really asking is why won't the state shut down news i don't yep. agree with and your answer is our constitution <laughs> i highly suggest you read it as much as i hate cnn they're free to air their lunacy <laughs> as true, well true. and national review senior charles cw cook that one reason is that fox doesn't have or need an fcc license so they are Free to peruse uh, about the cabin, uh, so to speak, uh, Didad Muska, and I got to say it's just more disgusting behavior from crazy leftists.
0: Well, you know, you combine the the woke garbage and the whining of a guy like Judd Apatow with the ignorance of not knowing. Uh, I'm in Corrales every morning, ladies and gentlemen, the kind of things I hear you, you wouldn't believe. The, the ignorance of not knowing that Fox News doesn't need an FCC license. Um, I, I, I can. I have a degree of tolerance to, with people who disagree with me. I have no degree of tolerance when it comes to people who are ignorant. There's no reason to make such an asinine comment, not even knowing the nature of the the, the accusation you're hurling against someone you hate. Uh, this is what the left has devolved to. And I think Eddie, a big part of it is these are people who just don't the, the culture is so dominated by their thinking that they can be very intellectually lazy yep. and sloppy. We don't have that. We have to look at everything.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Give us the top five as oh, found at yes. Rock of Talk. Uh,
0: today's top five. These are the most clicked items from the Daily Blast, which you can get in your inbox, ladies and gentlemen. Rock of Talk. Chat for less than 20 cents a day. Number one Santa Fe returning to what they call remote learning. That was interesting that that became number one. Uh, number two was uh, Zero Compassion is Deserved mm. by the Hobbes quote unquote mother that's her friend nick wilbur writing an oh, essay about yeah, yeah. that that was pretty pretty hard hitting well, but you can't uh, disagree he's,
1: he's doing uh, what Pinon post does now he's just listening to the show and uh Getting the go, right? Uh, but he actually does his own work. I he think does.
0: So. It. Uh, anyway, and number three, uh, whatever happened to the fighting Irish? Uh, the people of Ireland Irr. have caved to Rona Madness. They do. Interesting piece from the UK. Uh, Albuquerque's new economic development guy, and we, we discussed that uh, was number four. And last, number five, Fauci stinks, but we all knew that, right?
1: There you go, folks. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. See you tomorrow, right? Nearly 4 p.m., right here in the Kiva. AM sixteen hundred KIABQ Happy birthday, Rush Limbaugh! Up there somewhere, uh, we are doing your good work here in this blue, blue state. More beautiful.